Master, sir? I heard Yoda talking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. But not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. Remember, Obi-Wan, if the prophecy is true, your apprentice is the only one who can bring the force back into balance. I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Hello there. Hello there. We'll say that every time. Well, we have to. I have to greet you. It's polite. <laughs> this is Prequel Apologetics. This episode, we're covering Star Wars Clone Wars animated series. First, 2003. 2003. This is, the, this is before the more popular Clone Wars show, which is called... Vastly more popular, actually. The Clone Wars. Yeah. This is simply called Clone Wars. They or, had, or Star Wars Clone Wars, I think, is the official title. They created this, this series with five computers. The next series was created with thousands of computers. This this was created with pencils, pencils, and some computers. Some markers. You can tell there's com- there's computers going on. Yeah. Once again, I am Seth, and this over here is this life form. <laughs> What's this? I'm Reagan. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Also, I want to try something real quick. That's <laughs> the sound of the boots marching. You know how it always opens with the the boots marching. That was terrible. Anyway, uh, no. that sounded kind of cool. Picked up another pathetic life form on this we, podcast. We have. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. This was um, this was the first Star Wars TV show that I was alive for. There were two more before, back in the eighties. Yeah. Droids and Ewoks. Gosh. Made by the same animation company that did the animated segment for Star Wars Holiday Special, which I made you watch. Gosh. I made you I watch. The, I'm not sure why. I made you watch the Boba Fett. I think animated you had segment. a bit more fondness for it than I did. Oh, I thought it was awesome. I did not. Definitely I, did not think it was. I awesome. had never seen it before. I knew about it, but I'd never seen it before. Yeah, it's not good. As, as okay, so Star Wars Clone Wars, in the scale of Star Wars animation, you liked it more than oh. the, the Boba Fett segment. <laughs> oh, it's leagues of bugs. <laughs> I like that level. segment. I like that. It's cool. Um, characters Wait, you like Holly Special Animation more than Clone Wars? Certainly not more, but I like it. <laughs> okay. I definitely like it. Good. Good. So. Chosen right. What is this show? What is the what's the background on this show? Uh, so actually, this was, was you don't a, know. I don't know a bunch about. I know. I this do. was a gem that I found at like family video when I was a kid. I, was, I didn't really know this existed. Really, I definitely did not watch it before I saw episode three. This was something really I discovered after, and I was like, "What is this?" And around the time I think Clone Wars was coming out. Sorry, the Clone Wars was coming out. That's mm-hmm. a two thousand eight animated um, film. Yeah, also on Cartoon Network. I guess these both were on Cartoon Network. Yeah, they, they were. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched this, and there was this weird kind of, I don't know if I would say austere, but like the animation style is very distinct, and the way people people talk and act is very distinct as well. And it I, is. It yeah. was very interesting as a kid. But you you on, you you know history. You have wisdom. I was there. You were there I was for there for it. this. I really was. Um, in the room. So this is a, uh, this was released in a really strange way. <laughs> yeah. Um but basically, this was an animated series that covers the gap between episodes two and three. Yeah, about three years of story time. Uh, correct. Yeah, and it's about two hours of 
cartoons. <laughs> yeah. There's some, some math equations yeah. in there. <laughs> um, it was really, it ran from 2003 to 2005, but not the whole time. The, the episodes are very, very short. It was, they were chopped up into two to three minute segments. So when they were you, called micro episodes. When you watched it, how, were they usually airing more than one at the same time? Was it just like commercial break or how did it work? No, I mean, you, you waited a week to watch three minutes of Star Wars. Wow. It was, it was great. Wow. It was great. Interesting. That makes way more sense in a YouTube era for a TV era. That's so weird. It was. It was very strange. And actually, I don't know if, it, if they planned it that way because <laughs> the way we watched it was volume one and volume two. Um, volume one is seasons one and two combined. The episodes are about three to four minutes in length. Volume two is different. The, the episodes become 12 to 15 minutes. So it's yeah. more, a, nor, a more normal thing. But watching volume one cut together... It cuts fine. Because it's been released as two volumes now. Yeah. It's been released as two volumes. But volume one, where you take each three-minute episode and you cut it together, it works. It feels fine. It works like a movie. Yeah. So I don't know if they, I don't know. I don't know if they chopped it up to say, we only have an hour of content. How do we spread this out over two months? But anyway, uh, season one yeah. ran in, uh, when was it? It was November 2003. So it, that was a while after episode two, episode two. Got to the DVD release. Yeah. That's true. Episode mm-hmm. two is 2002. Mm-hmm. Episode three is 05. Three years in between. Mm-hmm. November 2003. Oh! What? Three years of story time between those two movies as well. Huh. Yeah. Convenient. Convenient. Brilliant. Truly. Next level. <laughs> November 03, season one. March 04, season two. You wait a year. March 2005, season three. And there's two key things here. One is that there's quite a few things in episode three that just... They, they're definitely they definitely make sense, but they're not, they're not as rich if you haven't seen this. Like General mm. Grievous's entire introduction is in this show, you know. Uh, I have some comments about that. He appears honestly. in three, but it's just like, oh, he's this anyway. He's not nearly as cool. And secondly, <laughs> secondly, um, Attack of the Clones ends with this, this epic war starting. Mm-hmm. Begun the Clone Wars have, and then next movie is them ending. Like that's a very. It's very upsetting yeah. as a fan. Yeah. Like you've waited so long to see yeah. this, and you don't get it. So this was actually a very important medium to be like, oh, by the way, some some totally. really cool stuff happened here. Totally, you know, you get to see honestly the Jedi that you want to see. You want to see the whole time. Yeah. You, it, it's yeah. in this. It's not in the movies. Not movies. I mean, it's it's weird. In, I would say the beginning of Episode Three is closer to the the legend of the Jedi fighting in the Clone Wars rather than the end of Episode Two. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Sure, but. Yeah. This show is really strong in that department. Very strong. So, uh, one more thing about this. This show was directed, co-written, executive produced by this guy named Gindy Tartakovsky. Same. I grew up watching his work. He, he he came up through the ranks of uh, Cartoon Network's original programming. Is he uh, Russian? He, he's a Russian-American. Uh, he's an American guy, but yeah, certainly his family's Russian. Creator of Dexter's Laboratory, Samurai Jack. Some amazing shows. I was growing up in the 90s, perfect time. Cartoon, Network's, uh, Cartoon Network and Nick Lordian said... A pre-2001 era. Yeah. <laughs> you said it was a great time. I had to, had to agree. Okay. <laughs> I think what you meant to say was pre-9-11. Yeah, it just came That's to we, mind. I don't know why. <laughs> you said it, it weird. wrong. You said it weird. It always does. But basically, this was a time when Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network in particular, but they're saying we will start doing original programming for kids. So mm. Cartoon Network said we're going to... Uh, we need animators. We need cartoon directors to do this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people got their start doing this. This is where Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, 
Ed, Ed, Nettie, all that stuff came from. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking what about. about. Fairly Odd Parents is what I know. That's Nickelodeon. That's, the, that's a little bit later. That's a little bit later. About but Cartoon Network, base, okay. Cartoon Network's basically saying, we will take a filmmaker's artist approach to cartoons because they needed content. Mm. Tartakovsky is a guy who comes up through this. He has a very strong voice. His shows are successful. Star Wars Clone Wars is basically a Star Wars version of Samurai Jack, which was which was an action-adventure show about a samurai lost in time. Cool. Who was sent to the future. I should watch this. Amazing show. Please watch it. Oh, okay. I, I've been trying to get him to watch it. You have just tried right now, actually. I mentioned it once before. You have not. I have. You already forgot. <laughs> I already forgot. You don't care. I don't care. Now that you've rewatched Clone Wars, you're going to watch it. Everybody who likes Clone Wars, go watch that. Great show. Okay. Also, I want to let you know he's, he has his hand out like a gun. He was pointing at me. It's a threat. It was very and frankly, weird. it's a threat. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's my force gun. Uh, anyway, so this is a very unique show. Tartakovsky has a unique style. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's drawing a lot from spaghetti westerns. You pick up on that? Yes. Basically, quiet, serene scenes. Wordless, no dialogue. Yeah. Just punctuated by explosive action. Very kinetic. Very kinetic. Ways. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you... You said you found this in the bargain bin, basically? <laughs> family video. Family sorry, video. A DVD store DVD for families. Store. And what was it like watching it the first time? It was pretty incredible. It was the definitive Clone Wars experience for a long time. This is before... I actually had a very negative first reaction to TCW, the Clone Wars. So mm-hmm. I this was... The Clone Wars. It was. It was really. Incredible. What, what did you dislike about that? The first the uh, TCU. Uh, yeah, about TCW. Clone, TCW sorry. We, what do you call it? Clone That's, Wars. Basically, it's hard. 3D so clone, we, 3D we will always Wars. mention the 2D as Clone Wars. The Clone Wars will be the 3D animated yeah. Yeah. project later on. Filoni Wars. Filoni Wars. Oh, <laughs> I disliked Ahsoka quite a bit. Okay. I did not dislike her for any character reasons or uh, other reasons that people might be upset about. Anyway, just teasing some things. There. I don't know what that means. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just liked her because I was like, Anakin can't have a pad- Padawan. Sure. Why is he doing that? Oh, he's, huh, I don't like that. Uh. It, was a, it was a complete yeah. lore problem for me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, felt, I can't, I the I can't like this I felt thing, the same way. And I avoided it forever. Kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were stupid, so. And I also, I remember the first time I saw The Clone Wars, I was thinking, oh, they, they tried to take Clone Wars, the art style from there, and make it 3D. And I thought it was a failure. They definitely did not do that. They kind of did. If you, the, the early, early, the Clone Wars. You got to remember they changed the characters. Sure, 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 sure. That's a good point. Good point. It's a great show. Anyway, we were wrong to. Or we were to prejudiced. Judge. We were prejudiced. But first time you saw Clone Wars, just the level of action that's on screen, they blow your, your and mind. like the the logo is Clone Wars and the O is like a target and it's like a weird hologram it's, and you hear it, yeah, it's you a hear reticle. boots yeah. marching and you're just like, oh, this is so cool. And it it the way the logo. It's like a transmission coming in. Exactly. It's cool. And you just, it's so cool. And the characters, again, there's something about that. I, I think it's more the samurai, maybe spaghetti western, but they were, they were so quiet and so mm-hmm. reserved. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just such a weird way of bonding with characters. Absolutely. I, you know, I got to be honest, probably, I probably don't like that as much as I like the Clone Wars, but it was still incredible. Yeah, Watching sure. it again. Um, it. It's a show with a lot of style, and of style. you feel the style. This is it's kind of an uh, an auteur work, I guess. You feel Tartakovsky's style, which is unique for a Star Wars product. Yeah. Also, what this what this show has that no other Star Wars property has, especially the Clone Wars, is just scale. Mm. So the Clone Wars is awesome. The first episode is Yoda with like five clones beating back a battalion of droids. Battalion of droids is like twenty droids. That's cool. On the Watto planet. On the Watto planet. The t- Toydaria. Toydarians. Yeah. Anyway. 
in this show, there are always millions of things. Like literally the Battle of Coruscant, they're flying in the atmosphere and you're like, oh, look at those stars. You get closer. Those are not stars. Those are full-size Ventor and CIS <laughs> Confederate class battleships. Just, uh-huh. And you just start to realize this man is painting in the biggest broad strokes possible. Yeah. Because even sure. in the Clone Wars, you just see those armies. Sorry, Attack of the Clones. You see these armies. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then this, you start to get a sense of like, there are literally, like Mace Windu is surrounded by two billion super battle droids. Just incredible. <laughs> incredible awesome. style. Honestly, it goes a little too big at times. A little too big. However, it never, oh, yeah. I don't want to say it goes too big. I think it always works within a 2D cartoon. A very anime influence. In 3D, it would not work. In live action, terrible. In, in fact, we, we're kind of seeing that a little bit with The Rise of Skywalker coming out. There's a lot of shots we? where it's just like 10,000 Star Destroyers. Oh, yeah. 10,000, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, TIE Fighters. You're like, huh? In this show, Anakin at one point faces off against literally a thousand droid Star Fighters. You're just like, huh? <laughs> and that, that works as this, this weird other thing, but in a live action film, you're like, going to be like, huh? Yeah, it's just because so yeah. we'll see. Not good. Okay. Uh, I just want to talk about my personal relationship with the show a little bit. I remember seeing it come on. I remember being excited because I love Samurai Jack. Waiting for three minutes of television every week. What day did it come out? I don't know. Wow. Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> During a school day? In the morning? No, no, no. no. It, it was programmed for kids. It was probably 7 p.m., something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. But just the vision of look how action-packed Star Wars can be. Because yeah. Star Wars... Certainly has action in it, but this is an action show. Yeah, it's almost more action than action adventure, honestly. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Just the and the influence from Samurai Jack, the influence from anime, over the top, crazy stuff, crazy force powers, and honestly, the Tark- force is epic. Tarkovsky holds back the lightsaber on purpose. Yeah, he wants to show the Jedi using their force powers, which is awesome. It's pretty awesome. Mace Windu punching a million super battle droids. Oh my gosh. Jedi and the Jedi are superheroes in this. Yeah, it, they're jumping, it's flying. Really cool. It really expanded my imagination personally. Yeah, at the time. Uh, now, how about rewatching it? How do you feel now? Rewatching it, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think it had lost a little bit of luster for me because mm-hmm. it wasn't as story rich as I remembered. Mm-hmm. But when the story did come in, there was two or three episodes we'll talk about mm-hmm. where the story really. <sighs> There's some key stuff. Had some there. key stuff, and uh, that was like, whoa! It was awesome. Well done. Um, this is something we'll talk about later. Basically, what this show does with Anakin and Obi-Wan. Having seen the Clone Wars, I like what the Clone Wars did with Anakin and Obi-Wan way more. Way more than this. Way more than this. Okay. What this did, when we asked, this just this continues Anakin's arc from two mm-hmm. pretty pretty closely. If anything, they make him him a bit more whiny and a bit more childish. And then when he when he yes. grows up, it's pretty cool. The Clone Wars is like, okay. But he is still a likable character. He's still a mature character, and he is a Padawan, and he is, most of the time, he is a good person. Yeah. And that is a redeeming, epic thing they do in the Which course. is, honestly, the, the missing element is Ahsoka. That's what it comes down to. It is, it is Ahsoka. It, it's giving that, that immature energy to somebody else mm-hmm. at a certain point. And that, that is so groundbreaking to that character. It's just, I love that interpretation of Anakin. So when I watch this again, I didn't love it. In fact, Obi-Wan was so severe until he wasn't, which was I, it was kind of a sweet moment between Anakin and Obi-Wan. We'll talk it's about it. It's kind of at the end, though. Kind of volume 2. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. There's an, well, there's an amazing scene between them, though. Yeah, that part did not age well. Um, but yeah, the imagination, the force powers, that part was awesome. And just seeing different Jedi in action that you don't get to see usually. And honestly, this is where we start to see the prequels, I think, uh, get a bit of a return on investment here. Or people who, who don't like them, also this other medium is using using the ideas the prequels gave them 
and like, oh, it's cool stuff. It's doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like the prequels, the story world is way richer than anything we've seen before, I yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they dislike Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars. I, I don't know if people have watched it widely, frankly. Yeah, that's true. It's not, it is, this was a gem for me. This was a gem when I found this. Yeah. No one knew Lost about it. Lost Kyber Crystal buried yeah. in, the, in the rubble. I love <laughs> the it. First Jedi Temple. The First Jedi Temple. That's a movie. Okay. Um, Better movie. I'm just saying, one day that will be a movie. Oh. More <laughs> to say, have you? <laughs> okay. Uh, we're watching it now. Uh, I wouldn't say I came away disliking it. Maybe I've seen a good bit of The Clone Wars, not as much as you. You've seen every episode, is that right? Yeah. Okay. I, I've just started rewatching. Cool. Yeah. But on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been my soul for that. <laughs> it shows, it, 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 it shows does not home. remember what episode I'm on. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so I, I was bad. I was browsing Disney Plus last night, and I just kept going through suggested. Oh, I'll add this. I'll add this. I'll add this. So I've done this forty times at this uh-huh, point. Uh-huh. There's no way to get back to the main menu. It's so I, bad. I had to close. I had to close it. How could you mess that up? I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. But you know what? We're not here to talk about that. So my impressions of this now. Um, honestly, I had a blast rewatching this. It was more since I. I'm not too versed in the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. although I do love that Anakin-Ahsoka relationship you mentioned. Uh, honestly, my mind didn't even go there. My mind just went back to watching it as a kid, sure. remembering sure. this was pretty awesome. Let's get into the story. Yeah. This, what, what does Volume 1 cover? Volume covers a ton. Mm-hmm. So basically, at this point, Anakin, he's really kind of the brat we saw him. It's, it's, well, it begins basically directly after episode directly two. Directly after. Um, they're commissioned. I think Anakin and Obi-Wan to go to this planet. Anakin will be in command of the Space Forces, which Palpatine gave him commission to. And then Obi-Wan will take his own Jedi the ground, Starfighter. Yeah, the ground forces, which is awesome. Yeah. Blue with white stripes. Looks awesome. It, it's, it's inspired by his pod. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That's cool. Uh, so anyway, there's this. I guess it's unnamed planet. I guess it it's no, it's Mutalist. It's the banking planet. Hmm. This, they say that they do. Wow. They say it many times. Oh, and no. I mean, you see the 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 moons, moons. Like, Shoot. What, how do you pronounce that? Moons. The moon. The moons. The Darth Plagueis's. <laughs> you see them. Yeah. Um, and the design of the planet's great. It is green. Green buildings. It's skyscrapers. It's, it is a Roman. It's an ancient Rome yeah. look. So it's cool. columns. Uh, but it's it is all green, so it's kind of copper. But anyway, it is the banking planet, yeah. and it it looks like only banks live there. <laughs> only banks. There's no people. We no. see no people walking around. So completely deserted. Yeah. Well, all, all that's left are the bankers, <laughs> <laughs> holding on to their investments. The right. droids are way more apt in this show. They are definitely mm. more of a threat than we've ever seen. Even normal battle droids. Oh yeah. Yeah. They are much more capable. In Clone Wars, the Clone Wars. Gosh, it's gonna be ter- it's gonna be tough. They are bumbling buffoons. And they are in the films as well. Yeah, and but in this medium, they are a threat. Sure. Still. Yeah. Um, the speed along through this, that this battle is basically a spine of a lot of this volume. I'm pretty sure. And then we get side adventures from other Jedi, and of course, as Anakin does his own thing as well, and other adventures along the way. But I'm pretty sure that battle takes us takes us through quite a bit of the season. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Anakin goes off and does his thing, comes back, reunites with Obi Wan. Finally, it concludes with this incredible introduction to General Grievous, yeah. which On the is world way... world of Hypori. Huh? The world of Hypori. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. 
Okay. I had so basically Battlefront two, mm-hmm. people had begun modding that. Somebody had made that level on Battlefront two. Really? It was incredible. Basically, the situation is Jedi are dying. They're, they have lost this battle. There's one down Republic cruiser in the middle of an empty desert with just thousands of battle droids surrounding them. There's like 10 Jedi there. It's just incredible. So as, as a kid, I would play this battle. And in Battlefront 2, you, if you had double set a lightsaber, you could do this really cool skip and flurry attack, and you could just run through a waterfall of droids, and you would literally kill 50 of them in one attack. <laughs> it was so satisfying as a kid. It was just awesome. Cool. Anyway. There is one other side story I wanted to oh, highlight a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple side stories, but there's one other military campaign that we get to see. Yeah. Um, well, actually, we get to see a couple. But there's a bunch. There are a bunch. Well, let's just go through them. So we got uh, Mon. We have Kit Fisto who goes to Mon Cal to right, protect fighting the Quarrens. Fighting the Quarrens, yeah. which is you get some, see, to see some underwater lightsaber action. Really cool. Very cool. One of the best shots in there actually is Kit Fisto plunging in the water, and his tentacle head is behind him, mm-hmm. and just this, he's sprawled out. He's in this charging position. It was really cool. However, later in the episode, we see him smiling to camera. It was horrifying. He should not have done that. Well. Oh, yeah, but there's that great moment in Attack of the Clones where he smiles. He pushes C-3PO back. But he's a human there. Where in this one, his <laughs> grin was, it was evil. Half his face. It was horrifying. Sure. Uh, I love the underwater force bubbles. Mm. That was cool. It was cool. Just, again, the, the show's battle. so inventive with the force powers. Yeah. The Mon Cal riding like these whale snakes. Uh, they're snakes. Sna- they're basically eels. Eels, you, yeah. wait, They're not whales. <laughs> I just started naming fish creatures. Undersea creatures, yeah. yeah whales are not fish. We got uh, there. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no What's another uh, campaign? We get to see Ilum, Yoda, and Padme go to Ilum. Well, first off, though, Barisofi and Barisofi Luminara. And Luminara Abdui. Yeah. They are completing Barris's training this by is creating her lightsaber. This is the best Star Wars lore I've ever are we, seen are we in my life. here already? Uh, no, let's... Uh, I, I just want to go... I want to overview. I want to explain... Gotcha. Yeah, list all the different campaigns. So we've got Mon Cal, we've got Ilum. The Mace Windu campaign must have happened here, too, right? Mace, uh, that is... I want to say that's Dantooine. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't know why right. I want to say yeah, that. That sounds right. I think that is correct. Yeah. We got Mace, Mace Windu, Dantooine, and a little boy. Little boy. <laughs> what, what else little we got? Face. So we've got Munalus with Obi Wan and Anakin. We got Asajj Ventress, the assassin. Yeah, that's a side story with Anakin. No. Yeah, but I also heard the gladiatorial battles. You're, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um. So we've got the Munalist story. We've got Asajj Ventress's story, who was Dooku's Padawan. We've got Kit Fisto. We've got Mace Kit Fisto Windu, and Mon Cal. Yoda Mace Windu and Dantooine. Yoda on the, and Padme on Ilum. I think that's it. That's it? I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's, that's a it. wide ground that they, they took out. It's pretty good. And these do not feel like three minutes, like in the sections anyway. I guess I don't know how they've segmented. I, have, I still have no idea how that works. Do they show like last week's if it's mid-battle? Like I don't... I cannot w- imagine watching this in three-minute bursts. That'd be horrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a painful wait. Yeah, it was. That sucks. But it was. Uh, they are self-contained. Basically, you get a scene or two, and it is self-contained. Wow. Think of the opening. The first episode is Yoda narrating. It's Yoda narrating. Begins with Yoda riding the Tauntaun, which is just cool. Yeah. Yoda's personal Tauntaun, which has uh, sunglasses for some reason. Oh. Yeah. Why not? It's got glass, little blue lenses. Did not see that. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's some kind of. Heads up display, probably for the <laughs> targeting <laughs> droids. Yeah. So the first episode kind of reads in any other TV show. The first episode would almost be the thirty-second to one-minute intro. Yeah. But here it's its own little episode. Yeah. But anyway, it begins with Yoda kind of narrating, and it ends with Anakin leaving Padme. Yeah. 
flying away in the, in the Jedi Starfighter. Yeah. But so just think of that. That's a whole episode. That's all I got. I'd be like, whoa. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you're watching next week. Yeah. 100%. Sure. I remember. Okay, so let's hit some high points in volume one. Oh, gosh. Yeah, okay. What do you, you want to talk about? Got to talk about my boy Dirge. Dirge. Oh, Dirge, Dirge. is... Dirge is this alien... I guess he's a bounty hunter. His design is sort of reminiscent of Boba Fett because he's got this helmet that's... He's way wider. He's got this really cool helmet of horns. But it's a vaguely knight he's a, he, is a, he is a knight. And yeah. he also likes to go jousting. He likes to go jousting. He it's has jousting parts a, an great. army of black IG-88 style droids. Yeah. They're not him, but they, they do look like him. Yeah. With lances. And they're, they're able to take out the entire Republic front. Yeah, the, the lances can, I don't know how or why, they're vibro lances. I don't know. I think lances. They, yeah, electric but lances or something. The, like they that. can cut through Republic gunships and speeders. Yeah. and. They, there's a shot of them going down this whole line and they're blowing up. And the up to this point, the Republic was dominating. There's this really cool scene where the yeah. clones are moving through the city with all of these hand signals. Yes, awesome. The arc, pure visual. The arc teams, yeah. the advanced clones are awesome. Anyway, Dirge is revealed to kind of even, even the odds here. And one clone is actually getting pretty close to Obi-Wan. <laughs> I revealed something there. One clone is getting close to Dirge, and it turns out it's Obi-Wan in disguise as a clone, which is oh, pretty sweet. Okay. And so talk about his armor there. He's got, he's just got, he, he has a full clone armor. He's a clone armor, armor like brown. With like, Jedi robes. Yeah, Jedi robes. Robes are over it. So cool. Yeah. So cool. And in the Clone Wars, they kind of reverse that. They say yeah. the Jedi will keep their robes, but they'll start wearing armor plating yeah. a little bit over it. Sure. It was but, cool. But to see, <laughs> just to see Obi-Wan wearing clone armor... Incredible. It's awesome. Yeah. And they have this incredible, basically, speeder battle, which all of a sudden is very lopsided when when uh, one has a lightsaber. But the battle continues because Dirge has this ability to reforge himself. He has these weird tentacle yeah. so Dirge, he's, tendons. He's basically comprised of purple and pink worms or muscle. I guess it's, they look like worms, but it's kind of a just pulsating mass of muscle. Yeah. And, and he is... Almost completely voice, voiceless. He doesn't, doesn't say a bunch. He's very imposing. He's really uh-huh. cool. In my opinion, he gets, he gets a little less cool the more purple sludge worm he gets. And he gets gigantic, too. Yeah, later on, he reforms at the critical last moment when Obi-Wan's about to win the day. And he has grown in size. And he actually swallows Obi-Wan whole. He does. Yeah. Uh, and Obi-Wan just like, no thanks. Blows up. Blows him up on the inside. <laughs> what does he blow up? He just pushes him all out, I guess. Just pushes With the force? his entire body out. Yeah. Okay. I was it's wondering. <laughs> I was wondering uh, when Dirge is just the pulsating mass of muscle at the end. He still has a little helmet on. I was wondering, what does his face look like? Does he have a face? Does he have a face? Yeah. I maybe. don't know. <laughs> Honestly, you could have just not done that. It would be fine. It was pretty awesome. Come on. It's it, pretty... it fared less well for me on this rewatch. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It. I mean, him just I... being able to be self-healing. That's cool. Him... I gotta say. That is where the anime influence is pretty clear. Sure, okay. And it's a less Star Warsy thing. Yeah. But somehow, it's just... If I saw that in a Star Wars movie, I would say, huh, that's really weird. Yeah. But seeing it in this 2D animated that's form... That's true. It, it worked better. It, it totally works. It's like a Rathtar. Mm-hmm. Better. Rathtar. From Seven? Yeah. It's tentacle-y. Oh, I got you the design. Roll-y. Yeah, I got you. Screamy. So that's great. That's Obi-Wan fighting on Munalist. Yeah. And there's some really funny beats with the, the moons there. Yes. They're basically... Exactly as Mun. I've changed Mun, my mind. Sorry, uh, they but they they are cowards, and They're I just I just cowards. like George Lucas's propensity to say bad guys cannot be too cool. Yeah. Darth Vader's the coolest bad guy. That's all you get, and the emperor emperor's cool. Darth Maul, but yeah, that's true. Media argument destroyed. No, well you gotta <laughs> you gotta save the coolness for you the big bads. Yeah, big bads. 
the Muns, the Nemoians, the Battle <laughs> not, Droids. Not so cool. Not so cool. They're so all cool. kind of cowardly. Shoot uh, <gasps> or something. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's let's move on to the Anakin in the in the fighting in space. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. It's okay. It was actually quite bad. I thought there's mm-hmm. just, there's just one sequence where they're on some a crunch of some ship, and it's just it's literally them like racing each other like a, almost like a pod race from above yeah and there, there's and so all, many turns it's all one shot but it's, it is nauseating to watch it was hard right yeah. i see what they're going for this this long take and you're following yeah. them driving through or flying through this yeah. it was a long i don't know what they're cylinder of a spaceship um yeah. and also battle droids were flying geonosian fighters this show loved the geonosian flyer it, and it, it appeared way more that didn't make sense to me though they just like the design that's, yeah, all, I can, that's all, all i can think about um, but yeah. every now and then the show will have a unique design or original design, I should uh-huh. say, that I, is that I really don't like. And those giant cylinder ships floating above. Oh Unilist, gosh, yeah, those were terrible. Wasn't crazy. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wasn't like, even mentioned that. I forgot. Didn't like. And every now and then there's an alien design. I just think uh, that's more of a almost a Hanna Barbera thing. Yeah, some of the some of the gladiatorial yeah fighters were like mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, uh, so that... So Anakin makes quick work of the space stuff. Yeah, that stuff's not great, but... And look, the cool part is when Dooku's apprentice comes. Yeah, so basically, literally Anakin takes out thousands of star um, battle droid starships by launching all these rockets into them, and the, the clone's like, all right, no more droids detected. They literally have that line. Mm-hmm. And then this new challenger comes, murders thousands of clones at <laughs> the exact same speed. And it's clear to Anakin this is someone more. And it turns it's out it's, a Duke, it's Dooku's new apprentice. Mm-hmm. Disciple. They, they have a good line here, which is this is a mm. worthy disciple. Because with the Sith, there's only two of them. You can't just have more and more apprentices. You're right. You're right. Are, was, these are simply tools for, for Dooku. a great point. Because yeah. I was actually wondering, does this, is this breaking the rule of two? Yeah. What's going on? And then Palpatine says, or Sidious says. A worthy disciple. She's merely a tool. That's what he, it's literally merely a tool. Says. Exactly. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. Yeah. So. Tool for what? What's the job? Evil. Pain. I don't know. As well, no. It's literally it has to do with Anakin. Oh, but uh, the point Damn is, man. we got to talk about the Anakin and Asajj Ventress. Let's just back up. So Asajj Ventress, really cool sequence. Ooh, okay. Dooku is just shopping, I guess, for a, a new baddie. He's hanging out. <laughs> He's at this gladiatorial arena, watching these four-eyed dudes or some robots or some flamethrowers. They're kind of lame. Turns out his uh, host has been somehow masquerading as this Sith Lord the whole time. No, what happens is Asajj sneaks in and kills him. Mid. Yes. Is that what happens? That is what happens. Dooku says something about... Perfect form. Excellent yes, execution. Ex- exactly. He, yep. It's really cool. So Dooku gets a bit of time to shine here. He's just he's really cool. He's pretty good in this show. He's just cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's very pointy. I like that about him. His yeah. design. Anyway... He, he has a sense of humor in this show, too. Yeah. Which you don't see in the movie. Which is cool. So basically, Asajj does this awesome spy thing, and Dooku's like, I'm not looking for a spy. And so she has to jump into the gladiatorial arena, murder everybody. She says, I will be a worthy Sith. And then Dooku's like, uh, no. Dooku literally flies. He literally he, he levitates. Hovers. Which is something that Darth Vader does in Empire Strikes Back. It's the same thing. Okay, they're fighting in Cloud City uh-huh. in, the, in the carbon freezing chamber. There's some steps going down to the center. Darth Vader... Lunges? He, he lunges and floats. He glides I'm down. I'm going to watch it again. It's more oh. of a... Lo- I don't remember that. No, it is. He, he opens his arms. I have an test for my brain. This. I don't have an actual brain. This does a force glide. Oh no! Down. Oh, it's, it's, he has a great. cape. You, you have to have a cape to do that. Right? Do has a cape? Exactly. So there you go. It's the cape. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just wanted to say it looks kind of silly. However, there's precedent. Dude, for no, Dooku was way cooler because he was he was 
floating. Like, it was kind of cool. I didn't mind it. Because it was just like, hey, child, I, I will destroy you. Sure. And uh, he does destroy her. And she is using uh, stolen Jedi lightsabers. She yeah. has a green one and a blue one. Pretty cool. And then Dooku basically, uh, after defeating her, takes him takes her back to his, I'm guessing his home base. Really cool. Really cool design of that place. There's a little, was a little it's great. dinner plate with great. two lightsabers on it. Where was it? Geonosis? Sereno, probably. He's the Count of Sereno. Okay. The planet Sereno. It looked like, okay, all right. It's very similar, though, for sure. Um, anyway, really cool. You, you get a sense of training there because he starts to he starts teaching her a little bit more philosophically <laughs> and especially in battle. It's a Sith training is a really cool and intriguing thing for me. Mm-hmm. It was very frustrating when Force Awakens basically said with Snoke, you know, come back, Kylo, and I'll complete his training. Mm-hmm. And then just completely did not do that. It was very frustrating because that was, that was be such a cool such a cool thing to see on screen finally especially after seeing it in all these other animated mediums before sure yeah so that was disappointing but anyway Asajj is sent to destroy Anakin which is commission- he's commissioned to do that she's commissioned to do that sorry by Sidious himself mm-hmm. which means okay so is he using Asajj just to test him or is it like is he really that good like what is his motive there do you think oh absolutely the motive is to bring out the darkness in Anakin yeah to basically Anakin, well, he and Asajj duel, but the yeah. point is to bring out the rage and He all is this. unable to defeat Asajj. Basically, so they land on this planet. Which Asajj we, murders which all we, the clones. Which we believe is Yavin. Definitely Yavin 4. Yeah. The moon is big and red. Yavin Prime. Yavin Prime is, is the planet. It's not a moon. Whatever, shut up. Uh, I'm, just, looks, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Awesome. I'm just saying. Basically, during this battle, Anakin is unable to get the better of her until he taps into his dark side energy. Yeah. And the way they, they literally show that is by one... Anakin loses his lightsaber, has to take a red lightsaber. So he's mm-hmm. using a red lightsaber now. She has two. She's two yeah. red lightsabers. Yeah, Dooku style ones, which are cool. They're curved. Before you get there, just some really cool sure. homages being played here to Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it's it's kind of weird how we get here, but I respect it all the same. Basically, <laughs> they're they're running through these uh, ancient temples that yeah. are the ones from A New Hope, yeah. the Mazasi temples. Um, and it looks awesome. Just something about taking a sci-fi thing and putting it in a super ancient place like that. Star Wars excels at that so and it, cool. it works so well. So cool. But Anakin is chasing Asajj up some steps in this dark place and Asajj does a force push at him. And Anakin kind of just tanks it. He kind of just pushes through like but a linebacker. But his clothes get ripped off. off. <laughs> it's, it's so cool. It's so weird. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. However, I don't mind it, though. what's cool about it is suddenly he is bare-armed. Yeah. And it's obviously a reference to Luke from Empire Strikes Back. And cool. Yep, 100%. Cool. And it's it becomes a reference to Luke in the cave, doing his test in the cave. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of Tartakovsky's version of, here's Anakin going through a test, and basically he fails it. Um, he Well, it's interesting. So later in the show, Anakin is knighted, and basically there's some brief discussion about, which is the end of your Jedi training, basically, discussion about there are tri- different trials Jedi will face. Yes. And one of the trials they mentioned that he has already succeeded because... They're in the middle of battle. They don't really want to do these old formal trials. Uh-huh. Basically, they, they mentioned this this battle of Asajj being one of his trials that he had already faced, basically. Right. So, yeah, them making that link to Dagobah is pretty sweet. It's it's great. It's yeah. great. But anyway, so it's clearly calling back to Dagobah, to Luke training there, to Luke going into the cave. But as you were saying, they, they run up to the top of this temple, and you can see Yavin Prime, just this huge red celestial body behind them. And so you've got the red of the planet, the red of the lightsabers. Anakin takes her lightsaber... By literally, like, forcing her hand open. So it's like yeah. the tone and music changes here of, like, oh, no, now he has unleashed some dark side energy. And it's really cool because, basically, 
he backs Saj into a corner and basically there's all the choreography that Luke does against Vader. Basically, these, these, yeah, these wailing right. yeah. overhead attacks. And Asajj is a... She just falls off the temple <laughs> and yeah. screams. And I kept waiting for her to come back in the show. So I'm like, oh, she doesn't die there. She's dead. She's dead. She's, She's gone. Dead. In Clone Wars, Asajj does not die. And her fate is actually very weird. Um, she comes back in the Clone Wars? She comes back multiple times in Clone Wars. Okay. It's very odd how they handle her. And it's totally fine. I don't care. But um, but this is a, this is a good end for her. Good end. Uh, also, her voice acting is terrible. Actually, almost all the bad guys, except for Dooku, have terrible voice acting. Disagree. Show. I love it. Oh. <laughs> More to say? Maybe? <laughs> no, there's, no, there's nothing to say. It was almost like recording quality, even. It was just, I don't know, there's something weird about it. No, that's fine. Especially Grievous. Grievous was bad. Come on. No, I like him. Oh, gosh. Okay, so that so happens. That was awesome. Basically, it ends with him against the moon, red lightsaber, and he just screams. Yeah. And as he's wailing on Asajj, by the way, previously, you're seeing... Flash to the wets of Yoda, Obi Wan, and Qui Gon. Be like, oh, don't do yeah, that! Don't yeah. do that! Don't it's do cool. that! <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Oh man! And then, okay, let's let's move on to talk about. Let's go talk about the nighting episode. Okay, because that is. You gotta jump back to my favorite though first. After that, but yes. What's your what? What is that? It's probably the Mace Windu episode on Dantooine. The nighting is volume two. So let's you go ahead and talk about that. Anyway, so Mace Windu. He doesn't have a lot of time to shine in episode two. He gets this weird moment where he beheads uh, Django, which you're like, huh? And uh, he's a he's pretty cool. You know, Samuel Jackson's pretty cool. He has more time to shine in episode three, of course. But in this, he is literally um, he is fighting this massive army alone. He's got some clones, but he's basically alone, Jedi wise. And they deploy this massive uh, <laughs> planet crusher. And all it does is it punches flies the flies over you and punches it. So he basically <laughs> is riding these huge shockwaves the whole time. Yeah. And the whole thing is this, this uh, it's not a frame story, but this little kid is watching this battle unfold. Yeah. And this is where Mace Windu levels up because he starts just punching droids and just ripping them apart yeah. of his hands. He uses the force to literally unscrew them. Like the screws come out of the super and he just yeah, throws them out of their droids. Great. That's kind of a, a Doctor Manhattan, yeah. Manhattan Watchman cool. reference. Yeah. He's just, he is next level here because he's always one of the more aggressive fighters of the Jedi and mm-hmm. you can really see that with his force powers. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Later on in the Battle of Coruscant, there's this clone where it's like, what about our left flank? And like, the Jedi have a left flank. And it's literally just Yoda and Windu. And it's like they are doing, they're fighting an entire army by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> we, you never see that anywhere yeah. else in Star Wars. It's awesome. It's and here sweet. it is really cool. It ends with him destroying the Crusher. He jumps up and... Uh, Gets a nice drink of water from the little boy. That's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about Ilum. Let's talk about oh. the lightsaber construction. The crystal is the heart of the blade. The heart is the crystal of the Jedi. The Jedi is the crystal of the Force. The Force is the blade of the heart. All are intertwined. The crystal, the blade, the Jedi, you are one. You have taught me well, Master Luminara. Remember always, the crystal is the heart of the blade. Paris Ophi, your training is complete. Like I said earlier, this is one of the coolest additions to Star Wars lore I've ever seen. And it's honestly a crime I, I, this hasn't been in a film. I guess Ilum 
has yeah has not been in Star Wars at this point. I'm trying to imagine if there's a book about it, but I don't, oh, I don't think so. I saw a leak the other day about a new uh, Star Wars game, the Jedi game. Yeah. Apparently that confirms that Starkiller Base was Ilum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, Reagan's expression is uh, one of sadness. It's molting. Does not like that. Starkiller Base is Ilum. It, well, I mean, it's gone now. It was exploded. But yes, apparently. Now it's just a leak I saw. For... First of all, first of all. Okay. First of all. Okay. The idea is not it on its face terrible. Okay. If they had used it to its full execution, episode seven. Right. Like, but it's gone. Your now. Jedi, you, these are your former heroes. We are going to destroy their planet and turn it into this evil, horrible right. device. That would be cool. Because the point of Ilum is. It's where the kyber crystals grow naturally. Yeah. Is that right? The, the the crystals of the Jedi's blades, basically. Right. Um, how cool would it have been if Kylo Ren, you know, seeking to destroy the Jedi, seeking to destroy his past, basically says, I will now pervert this great place by making this evil. He does not do that. That is not mentioned in it the story. Is, no, not at all. And Ilum deserves to be on screen. Mm-hmm. It is this spiritual place where Jedi find these crystals. They are actually the crystal chooses you, apparently. It's kind of a pilgrimage. It's awesome. It's actually how you end your training, apparently, which mm-hmm. is how it's depicted, but that doesn't quite make sense, but that's okay. Um, it's really cool. It's really epic, and it's, it should definitely have appeared in these sequel films, yeah. and it, it didn't, and it's like, huh? I think a long-time fan theory was that, maybe it was an EU, I really don't know, but I remember hearing that an idea that the Death Star was also powered by kyber crystals, the I think Death Star laser. I think laser. Yeah. So that also kind of makes sense of the Starkiller base idea. That's just so stupid. Because that is a really cool <laughs> idea that was given no justice, and it sounds like in post they're like, "Oh, yeah, this is it now." It's this was a snow planet. Now, however, <laughs> fa- you know, fallen Jedi order was was so Jedi was, fallen order. Jedi fallen order was yeah. stupid. Anyway, uh, sure it's a good, cool game, but stupid name. Anyway, I'm sure that they, that's given some more due in there, but that is in between episode three and four. How would that even be relevant to the first order doing their thing? I don't know. So maybe I you're wrong. Know. I have to pray you're wrong. Sure. I like pray. I said, it's just a leak. Anyway. I have not played the game. Two really cool Jedi are here. Luminari Abdui and, uh, or Undui, I forget. And Barris Afi. Mm-hmm. Two green screened uh, women. Really, they look really cool. Green screen? Green, green skin. Green skin. <laughs> Sorry. They, I don't know what species they are, but they are the same species. Correct. Yeah, it looks, yeah. And that Luminar is the master. Barris is the apprentice. Is she a master or just a knight? She's definitely a master. She's a master. Okay. Barris is her padawan. This is a really cool scene. We'll, we'll go for it in, in order. So Luminara is helping, well, Barris is constructing her lightsaber, but Luminara is talking her through it, and she has this incredible dialogue that mm-hmm. I have not wrestled with in its entirety. I've saved it for now. Okay. Go for it. She says, the crystal is the heart of the blade. The heart is the crystal of the Jedi. The Jedi is the crystal of the Force. The Force is the blade of the heart. Circular logic there. But it, that, Jedi do that all the time. It's, it's so <laughs> cool. The crystal is the heart I of need a, the... I need a diagram. The crystal is the heart of the blade. Okay, that makes sense. The crystal powers the lightsaber. Done. The heart is the crystal of the Jedi, which is really cool. Basically, as a Jedi, all your power comes from your ability to internally focus, control, be at peace. Right. That checks out. Your ability to control sure. yourself, your ability wish, to be... Dis- I wish they kind of would have worded that differently, but yeah. That's, no, that's, it, it, it definitely need to be worded differently. However, in this in the whole show and the tone of it, it's just kind of these weird scenes. Yeah. It feels next level. Like it's, it like does. The show levels up right here, honestly. The show, basically, just before... Since you mentioned it, this, this show excels at pacing and tone. Yeah. That's his best part, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
The next line is pretty next level. The Jedi is the crystal of the Force. Basically, yeah. hammering home the fact that the Jedi, they serve the Force. Yeah. They are... There is definitely a good and evil component to the Force, but the Jedi, they are the... Tr- they, on another level, are serving it somehow. They are, the, well, they are focusing it. If you listen to Luke Skywalker and Last Jedi, the Jedi were... Jedi, uh, yeah. <laughs> defeated by hubris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but the Jedi have to end. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will not be the worst Jedi. It's a very, it's a very cool scene. It taps into the spiritual side of the Jedi in Star Wars. And then the last line is, "The Force is the blade of the heart." The Force is the blade. Of, that's where it starts to get circular. It does. And the, I, I don't mind. It's cool. Okay. So basically, Jedi are the crystal of the Force. The Jedi are the focusing instrument of the Force. The, uh, you could also say the midichlorians mm-hmm. working with the Jedi are doing that. Mm-hmm. But then the Force, it all is circular because the Force only works through the person's ability to act out on it. I think Correct. on its behalf. Yeah. So it all comes back. It's, it's the blade. It doesn't say the crystal. It's the blade. The blade. Yeah. The crystal and the blade are always combined. It's mm. just this incredibly cool sequence that deserves so much more time. He's being a film. He's <laughs> being a film. And um, it's a and the visualization of the lightsaber construction. I remember I was complaining to you one day. Why have we never seen a lightsaber being constructed on film? It would look so cool. It, it, it could be done in a way where only a Jedi could do it, using the Force to make the pieces float. Well, and they, they, them... Like, they can't fit otherwise, right. you know? It's and too then, fine. That's exactly what happened in this episode. I just forgotten about yeah, that. It it's perfect. Awesome. It's done so, I'm so well. I'm pretty sure episode six, there's the lead scene where it opened with Luke constructing a green lightsaber. He's, but it's kind of dumb. Well, there's not a lot to it. It's cool to see. He's just tinkering with it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I think you get to see the inside of the lightsaber, and basically he's just kind of tinkering with it, and he closes it. Yeah. I think that's it. Which... Pretty cool. Hey, should've something been, should've been the film. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> well, cool no, uh, uh, save that for then. But if you do that, it, it kind of screws up the reveal when Dar- when Archduke spits out the lightsaber, oh. which is the best moment of Star Wars. Honestly, we'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> see what holds up. That's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. I'm kidding. Uh, but the highlight of Ilum now C three PO running out into the snow is pretty good. But the highlight of Ilum is this lightsaber construction scene. There's another point I want to mention. Okay. Did you see the Qui-Gon connection here? I don't know. Tell me. So basically, turns out Dooku has sent... Yoda's like, who could have known our, the secret, our secret Jedi planet? And mm-hmm. it turns out it was a former Jedi, Dooku. Very mm-hmm. obvious, turns mm-hmm. out. Uh, there are invisible droids trying to destroy this cave. And it starts to cave in around Luminar and Barris, And they start to get crushed. And Barris struggles she has her hands out she is trying to stop the, the yeah the oh stones. yeah i remember yeah. Luminari, she just she just kneels just, she closes her eyes i'm honestly just like quagon does honestly, episode one i you reminding me i'm getting chills thinking about this oh, this is wow. so good and barris looks to luminar is like oh i should do that does that and also you see this piece melt over her it's just yeah. this idea of i don't know it's just cool <laughs> it's awesome it's beautiful it's beautiful it is beautiful yeah that's good put yeah. that in a film Oh my God, Gindy Tartakovsky. He's a great film, a great director. Okay, now that I'm just on this tangent, this series is directed so well. It's pretty sweet. The, the sequencing of the action, the pacing, the tone that it strikes. This guy's a filmmaker. Yeah. Let him make a Star Wars movie. Come on. I'm sure. If I don't Matt, know. Did I'm he sh- make Hotel Transylvania? Yeah, but that, that's all he can, that's all he can, that, that's all I let him do. Are you sure about that? I think you may be inventing that. <laughs> let him do Star Wars. Does he want to do live action? <laughs> I have no know. idea. You have no know. idea. Master Filoni, <laughs> let him. <laughs> please, Master Filoni, please. <laughs> anyway, there's my Tartakovsky rant. He is really good. Just gushing over him. He's Ooh. awesome. Um, yeah, they, they, then they rescue the Jedi. I don't really care about that next part. Um, well, there's a, I, I just want to mention the scene where Padme tricks C-3PO oh. to, to going out into the, the blaster fire. 
uh, Padme, they're <laughs> a very cool planet. And Padme is bald. You're like, oh no, she's undergoing some chemotherapy. It turns out she's wearing a body glove that covers her hair, but she also has this cloak, her coat on. Uh-huh. Yoda has gone out to help the two beleaguered Jedi. Padme's imp- impatient, wants to help. It's something about Yoda and Padme I really like. That was a good character dynamic. So, here's the thing, though. So that there's one note of that in episode two. Yoda's like, so glad to see you yes. safe. It brings warm feelings to my heart. But she she does not respond to that. Yeah. She immediately goes, I think Kalnduku did it. Impossible. Anyway, right. in the but, Clone Wars and the Clone Wars, this is way more apparent. Yoda really? and Padme have this sweet little relationship. Yeah. Padme wants to help you. I was like, um, sorry, uh, no, but thank you. <laughs> Did you call him Yoba? Yoda. You called him Yoba. Yoba, that's cool. Off-brand Yoda. That's the baby Yoda. This says UAP Yoda's Yoba. Yoba! <laughs> uh, Padme tries to help. The droids are having pinned down, and she needs to basically see where they're firing from in order to reveal their invisible position. So she throws her cloak out into the battle and says, hey, C-3PO, retrieve my jacket. Her coat. And he coat. says, oh, yes, of course, Miss Padme. Miss <laughs> Padme. Which is, it's a funny beat because I think previously he's really frightened. He's saying something like, well, we'll never get out of here. But the second you give C-3PO an uh, order, like an order, just, an ability yeah. to, to shine, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah, it's great. Really funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's he's all. He's battle of Hypori we... now. Huh? Battle of Hypori. Yes, we have to talk about the introduction of Grievous and that will conclude volume one. Yeah. So, like I mentioned, Hyporia is this basically defeat the Jedi. They are trapped in this ruined Ventor class Republic Starfighter cruiser, I guess. Do you know what this reminded me of? What? This planet. Seeing mm. the, the wreckage. Yes. Better. better. Which one's better? Uh, Hyporia. This one's better. Why? Just the wreckage of the Star Destroyer. I mean, it's... It's pretty sweet. sweet. It's sweet. It's cool to see it in there. For me, it was... This is the context of the battle. It was one in the middle of this barren laceland. Like, they have nowhere to go. Mm. This is, they are going to die. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. The droids have them all pinned down. And they all, they all pull back their, pull back their uh, arms and their, their blasters because there's someone else, mm. someone else afoot. You hear footsteps. I hear it from everywhere! So this is, this is basically a key Adi Mundi episode. He's kind of the, the POV character, yeah. honestly. There's he also, is the big tall head boy. Yes. He's a little tough on top. He's great. He's really he's really, on the he's really cool here. Yeah. Um just something about this episode, hearing the Jedi call each other by name. I think Shakti goes Kiati. He goes, Shakti, yeah. It, that's cool. It's cool. You don't get that elsewhere, honestly. Uh-huh. Ayla. Ayla. Ayla, what's her last name? Sakura. Sakura. <laughs> but there's also a Jedi who looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. doesn't quite get that. He's not that bad. I wish they would have given him Shaggy's mode of speaking. Oh, my God. What, like, what are we going to do, man? That... Man? What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. That would have been... Okay. Kiyoti's like, I'm not a man. That's another sort of... whatever species. Gindy Tartakovsky just loves classic Hanna-Barbera cartoons. He, he works in those references. Basically, Grievous is stalking them. He says, I will give you mercy by a quick death, which is sweet. Grievous here... This is... I have a strong, strong memory of watching this on television. Like... It was terrifying. It was thrilling. Watching him. <laughs> First of all, Grievous, for those of you who have not seen Star Wars Clone Wars and have only seen episode three, Grievous is so much cooler in this in than this. he is in the movie. Yeah. This he's is... a formidable threat. Yeah. he He's really cool. His design is slightly different. He's got these really bowed legs. Yeah. And the jump. And he's got these... 
He's, he's play a part in episode three, but not as much. He's got these claws for feet mm-hmm. that can literally crush someone's face and even hold a lightsaber, which I, was, I thought was pretty bad, personally. Holding a lightsaber? Yeah, this is one part where he's fending off attacks from multiple people, and he has a he picks up a lightsaber of his foot and kind of hovers on one yeah, foot. He's like, see, I got that, you. That's kind of... Yeah, I was thinking about that. That's a, that's a one note too far. A couple of different ways, because at, so, at, at that point... I don't know. He's lost a battle. If you if you're just sort of if you're off balance like that. Yeah. But then also when we come this battle this is split in two episodes. When we come back in volume 2, we see the rest of this battle. He's lost that third lightsaber. So they kind of wrote themselves into a hole. Like oops. But anyway, Grievous is much more kind of animalistic here. Yeah. Just seeing him run around, seeing him he'll flip upside down and suddenly be on his hands. Just you definitely believe that the Jedi he, do not know how to fight this thing. He also so basically, he is stalking them. They can't tell where he's coming from. One Jedi loses his cool, charges, and is immediately Mario stomped by Grievous. <laughs> Literally just comes out of nowhere, crushes him, mm-hmm. hits the ground. Oh, his body's gone. It is gone. It's, it's not in the white shot afterwards. It's <laughs> it was probably so graphic, CW had to, had to remove it. CW, Cartoon yeah. Network. They had to, sorry, guys, too much. It was too much. <laughs> Explosion of blood. Basically, he makes quick work of a lot of these... Uh, no face Jedi, and basically the ones that we do know, Ayo Sakura, Kiamundi, um, Shakti, they are all basically beaten within an inch of their lives and have to be rescued by a clone transport, which is probably one of the coolest gunships. Yeah. It's a clone gunship with like a shark jaw on it, like a, with a big face oh, open. Oh, I wrote that down. So it, it is, it's a Republic gunship that you see in Attack of the Clones. Is that painted like that? No, no, no. That's unique to this. Okay, gotcha. It's just, again, the style of this show coming through. Yeah. But, it, but it's such a cool thing because it's a World War II reference that is these decals and you know personalized designs on on fire planes and stuff it's pretty sweet yeah they are all being into their lives they basically get away they only get away because the clones basically shoot a billion blasts at grievous and he's like <laughs> we see grievous again later i guess we can talk about that really fast because we're talking about him he's training with dooku and it's awesome and dooku's just like mind your mind your holding technique My, too much time to advance he's just saying all oh, this gibberish but it sounds so cool <laughs> he's basically just training uh grievous and, and grievous like, oh, yeah, grievous's cool. personality in this is he's much more cold he's way colder more calculating he's basically a buffoon in episode three he's been in episode three even in the clone the clone wars they try and split the middle where he's still mm. imposing, but he also loses so often. He's he's not a buffoon. He just loses a lot. Right. Easily frustrated. He just destroys he destroys droids all the time. A mm. droid will be like, oh, we lost him, sir. And he'll just punch a droid's face off. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but they can't really do anything of, of consequence with him because he can't die and he can't murder just people. Left mm-hmm. right. It's just it's different. Mm-hmm. In this show, it's pretty next level. And he has one more scene we'll talk about later coming up. The finale? Yeah. yeah. But then, so you want to talk about the nighting. Talk about the nighting. I do. So the... Okay, that's the end of Volume 1. Volume 1 basically ends Yoda in the in Coruscant, in the Jedi Council chamber. He kind of just, he's meditating, he just wakes up. <laughs> and it's almost a funny beat where, <laughs> just imagine he, he wakes up and he sort of feels the disturbance in the force and then goes back to sleep. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> but basically, he kind of, he senses that there's a great threat to the Jedi on, hy- what do you call it, Hypo? Hypori. Hypori. Mm-hmm. And that's how it ends. He just the, the the threat of General Grievous, and that's a cliffhanger. And uh, and very quickly, it's like Mace Windu says, defeating Grievous is the key of the war. Mm. So it's just like all of a sudden, this general, this new face, defeating him is the key, right? Which doesn't really make a ton of sense, but it's cool. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. So and then that's a year until Volume Two. Um, but basically, and I can so and I can get a scar somehow <laughs> in between. Wait, I guess these, the nighting is happens before, right? 
So we the knighting, the knighting is before the time the jump. Fir- no, the knighting is volume two. It's after the time jump. So t- sorry, real life time jump, not in the story time jump, because there's a time jump that happens in the story as well. You're, yes, it has to be. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. You're right. You're yeah. right. The first episode of volume two takes place in the time of volume one when Anakin still has his learner's braid. The first episode concludes with Anakin being knighted, yeah. and he loses his learner's braid. Up to this point, Obi Wan's been highly critical of Anakin. Basically, Anakin was not supposed to, was not supposed to be baited by Asajj like he was. He right. took the bait, right. hook, line, and sinker, and Obi Wan was kind of pissed at him. Anakin comes back to his sorry, sorry, I shouldn't have done that, but I won. Wasn't it cool? And Obi Wan's like, oh, I hate you, I hate this kid. <laughs> uh, yes, but but in this episode. First of all, this opens with this amazing dream sequence. Remember oh, this? yeah, I do. Of Anakin and Qui-Gon Jinn. Did you hear that, Master Qui-Gon? Yes, Anakin. It calls to you. The tree? Yes. You must enter it. Alone. I'm afraid, Master. Control your fear. You are the chosen one. And you must be tested. What's in there? Only what you take with you. Your final test is at hand. Trust in the Force. Uh, very much, I don't know if it's the tree from Dagobah, but it is. it looks just it like is it. Very, that is what it's, it's got to be. It. It's got to be it. Because... It, it turns out um, it is Yoda who's having this vision. Hmm. And it's a vision of a future that did not come to pass. That was my interpretation. Weird. It's basically Anakin, who's still a little boy, looks as though he does in episode mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. in Qui-Gon Jinn, and they're crouched in front of this tree on what looks like Dagobah. And Anakin's afraid to go in the tree, and Qui-Gon says something like, uh, you're going in. <laughs> you're going in, buddy. <laughs> so it's this really sweet scene, uh, of course, there is one massive problem with this scene. Okay. It's massive. Go ahead. Can you think about it? Think about it. I don't know what it is. Don't his, his nose. It's massive. It's terrible. <laughs> Qui-Gon, has a, Qui-Gon has this bizarre, huge nose. It's fine. No, it's cool. It's, it's pretty great. weird, honestly. But it just, it turns out Yoda's, Yoda's having this vision. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about this. Yeah. Why? Why is Yoda? So I think he's, I think he's seeing a vision of the future that didn't come to pass. That's got to be what it is. Or thematically... He's also just about to, to undergo the trial, an actual trial on another planet coming up in, the guess, in a year, I guess, in, in the story. It doesn't really make sense, but it also could be just foreshadowing the inner search Anakin still hasn't done yet. Well, sure. It, well, it is doing that. It's certainly right, doing... Why is it Quagon? Do- yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good point. Because you, you cut to Yoda and he's in the meditation chamber and he wakes up. Yeah. And basically, this sits up, is Anakin ready? Is Anakin ready to go through these trials. Will he be okay? Uh, no. There's a conversation with Yoda and Obi-Wan that's really good. Um, is it in the Jedi Council? Yeah. And basically, Yoda and Obi-Wan are talking about what you referenced earlier, these trials. And in episode one, we hear Obi-Wan talk about the trials. We don't I'm really know what... trials, Master. We don't know what that is. Yeah. And we don't see it. This is a really interesting parallel. Uh, Obi-Wan does not go through the trials. He fights Darth Maul. Yoda says, I grant you the rank of knight. Hmm. Yoda, Obi-Wan did not go through the Jedi trials. There is one stuck-up person in this conversation, in this council. There's huh. one trial that involves a mirror that he's very insistent on, that we ha- he has to look in the mirror. Isn't that, wasn't there a line like that? Is it, I didn't write that down. But hold on, I just want to say... He must face the mirror. I just want to okay. say, Obi-Wan, and everyone's discussing this, he has not passed the trial of spirit. 
Mm. They mentioned other trials. Trial of the flesh. Trial of the. I think there's one of the blade, maybe. Right, right, Not right. Not the trial of the spirit. Of the spirit, which is, the I mirror, guess, Which is the mirror. The mirror. It looking, looking. I just wanted to see it. Was it just a mirror? yourself. Is it like a, <laughs> is it like a Harry Potter? But Yoda says something interesting. He says, trust in the force. And I really like that. That's, that's kind of a bit of Yoda's character that we're missing in the films. That Yoda, he's a fallible character. That we, we see that in the prequels. But ultimately, Yoda believes in the prophecy. He believes in Anakin. Yeah. Trust in the force. This will work itself out. It's just kind of this, you know, humane moment for Yoda. We don't really get to see much. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah, it is good. It's really good. And also, and, Obi-Wan kind of turns on the dime here. He kind of goes to bat for Anakin. You know, he says, yeah. Obi-Wan, he says he's, he's ready. You know, he is, he's a good, I know he's had some troubles, but he's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's kind of sweet. There is a scene, though, Anakin and Obi-Wan have an argument. Yeah, that was the scene I was referring to earlier, right? Or the, no, it was the scene... Right before, right, the right before the trial. Well, right before that, though, it's a very important scene. Okay. Up until this point, C-3PO, he's been that boring <laughs> gray that we saw in episode two. Not great. Oh, this part's great. But yeah. C-3PO, <laughs> as we know him, he's different. And he's... Him and Anakin and Padme are having this little rendezvous, and they're in cloaks. Yeah. And they're kind of hiding. They're going to be out of sight. And all of a sudden, this other droid, he's, he's gold-plated now. And he, he's also behind Padme. He's lost in the crowd, comes into the alleyway with them, and, and it's like, something different. Did you, you do something different with your hair? And, and, and uh, he was like, oh, it's a robe. He says, no, it's something different. Oh, yeah, I got some gold plating. And he's like, show me. This weird homoerotic moment, honestly. And, uh, uh, I did not read it that and way. Then, I did not. Well, the film does, because immediately after, Bashful c 3 says, if you like, if you insist, and pulls down the robe, and is like, yeah, dun, 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 it's, wah, yeah, yeah, wah, it's wah, sexy, wah. sexy horn it's music. So weird, <laughs> and reveals his new gold plating. It's funny. It's, it's very funny. Sweet. It's a good it reminded moment. me of the of the beat in Seven that I actually love when c 3 goes. You probably didn't recognize me with my red, red arm. c 3 is so good. He's he's great. Um, C3PO honestly is the key to all of this. He ties Star Wars together. I think R2D2 probably does that more. Both of them. Yeah. The duo. Yeah, it's true. There should be a sitcom with R2-D2 and C-3PO. Gosh, they're just not present in these new movies, are yeah. they? Yeah. Shoot. Okay. Uh, really, basically, Anakin only want to have an argument, and Anakin says, you're no Qui-Gon Jinn. He's just like, very hurtful like that. And oh, yeah. And you kind of think, you've seen Obi-Wan's relationship this whole time, you kind of think they're just going to keep fighting, but Obi-Wan takes that moment, he takes it. He takes that to himself. He does. He says, I miss him too, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which is really sweet, which right. is something we never see him do in, in the films. Yeah. Empathize with Anakin yeah. and his emotional problems. It's good. This whole episode's great. And he has this great line where it's something about like we must put aside our, our roles as as master and student. And we, we must become, become brothers. Yes. You're <gasps> Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. And then they go into the clan knighting ceremony. The, okay. Anakin walks into the Jedi Council. It's completely dark. Who turned off the lights in here? Are these motion centered motion centered lighting? Anakin trips over his robes because it's dark. <laughs> but basically, I think. Uh, Yoda ignites the lightsaber first. He's in the center of the room, yeah. and it's like it's literally like knighthood, yeah. uh, like like a medieval knight, like Camelot, I guess. But Yoda ignites his lightsaber. The mm. rest of the council ignite their lightsabers. They're in a circle around the perimeter. Mm -hmm. Yoda does the knighting motion where he sort of holds the lightsaber over Anakin's shoulders. Um, I don't know what that means, yeah. but it's yeah, something cool. from you know Arthurian legend. Oh, I have... hold on, I have to say. <laughs> Yoda says something so cool. Oh, I, have, I have it written down. Do you need it? I have it written down. Okay, excuse me. Yoda says, by, by the, the right. right by the right of the council, by the will of the force, dub the I do, knight of the republic. No, it's wrong. Sorry, you're misquoting it. I'm I, sorry. Oh, no. You're very close, though. 
By the right of the council. I got that. By the will of the force. Yeah. Dub thee I do. Jedi, comma, Knight of the Republic. I, oh, I left that one word. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker. By the right of the council. By the will of the force. Dub thee I do. Jedi. Knight of the Republic. So cool. Yeah. It's so cool here because I think another director could be like, oh, I'm not even a Jedi. I'm going to make that weird and different. He, he sticks very closely to what a real lighting is. Yeah. And I, I like that. It, mm-hmm. it works. It doesn't feel different. There's Jedi all around the room with different kind of lightsabers. They mm-hmm. got these hoods on. Mm-hmm. The light of the room is only blue and green blades, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool. And uh, very quickly, he slices off uh, Anakin's braid, mm-hmm. Padawan braid. It was awesome. It was very cool. It's incredible. It's one of the best moments in the series. Yeah. And it's up there with the the Ilum yeah. scene. This is something that is richly contributing to the lore of Star Wars. It's happening so fast. You're like, oh my gosh, slow down. So cool. Slow down. Sure. Right. But I'm just saying it's this is a meaningful contribution to Star Wars. Yes. This should yes. be canon. Yeah, yeah. This okay, Clone Wars is no longer canon. However, let's take these elements and put them somewhere. Yeah. I don't think there's ever a knighting in the Clone Wars. Really? I don't think so. Not Soka, even with Ahsoka? Ahsoka doesn't finish her training. Oh, yeah, you're right. She walks okay. away. Yeah, right. Quitter. <laughs> she has some good reasons. She's got some good reasons to quit. I didn't have as much written down for Volume 2 as Volume 1. So Volume 2 is cool. It basically opens with this... Re- no, so this is this is already Volume 2. Sorry. This would be the Season 3 break. It's very confusing how this is, how this is worded. All of Volume 2, Season 3. Oh, gosh, it's so confusing. Yeah. Anyway, there's a little time jump here. Where Anakin has longer hair, mm-hmm. he's got a scar now, which we thought was from a sash, but apparently it's not. We have no idea where the scar came from. He's from battle. It's a really tender moment where he comes back from battle, has a scar, Padme touches it, and it's really tender. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Padme keeps Anakin's little hair braid, puts her in her memory box with the George snippet. Okay. Poor snippet. It's kind of sweet. It's actually really sweet. Yeah. Um, also, only slightly related. <laughs> Thank you. I rewatched uh, Lucasfilm production willow last night which is a fantasy film written by george lucas uh a lot of star wars elements in willow Mm. there's a point where the hero leaves the village to go off on his adventure and his wife gives him a braid of her hair to take on the journey remember her by cool maybe this george lucas is just taking a little bit i don't know maybe it's just an idea that he likes it's no it's cool it's really sweet how how involved is lucas in this oh very Okay. He's the EP, and he cool. uh, wrote the story. Cool. He did not write the screenplay, but... The story. This, you'll, I mean, it's... the that master. proves that Lucas knows what he's doing. Oh, absolutely. The Master and Apprentice is there. The The hero's journey, it's it's all there. Anyway, so it was really cool because basically Obi-Wan and Anakin have new appearances that more more resemble their episode three appearances. Mm-hmm. And the way they're introduced is this really cool scene. It's a close-up of the Separatist leader's eye. He says, oh, oh this I'll is bet great. there was a thousand Jedi. Oh, this, 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 this is a hundred, a thousand. This is a pure Tartakovsky character. This is a character that does not work in a no. Star Wars film. But this, so this droid has binoculars. Jedi approaching. How many? A hundred? Less. Fifty? Less. Ten? Less. What? Two. <laughs> So good. Yeah. It's like, it's this humor beat that comes out of nowhere because the show is funny. It's never been that funny before. Yeah. Right? It's very good. And basically, they just pose for camera and they look epic. Anyway, that's how I think it, they, uh, they are revealed in the mist or the smoke. Yep. The smoke clears the battle yeah. and it reveals them because they were writing something too. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. Anyway, really cool. Um, this whole, this whole next arc is composed of basically one decision and because of that, two instances basically. 
the council says we need to destroy Grievous. He's the key to ending this war, which not quite sure why that's the case, but it sounds checks out for me. He's a general. That's fine. They say that in episode three. Yeah. They do say it. It doesn't make sense why, but that's okay. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> He's a bad guy. Palpatine has some highly classified information, highly reliable information. The Grievous is across the galaxy on some bizarro planet. So they send Anakin Obi-Wan naturally there. Turns out Grievous actually is launching a surprise attack on Coruscant to kidnap the Chancellor. So you basically, <laughs> one thread is that. How did I know after that, like in a debrief, debrief like, yeah. okay, hey, guys, Palpatine, hey. Palpatine, <laughs> hey. Well, he did get kidnapped, so maybe he didn't just know. Also, Palpatine got goofed. Really good in this show. Palpatine's really funny. <laughs> His his design is always kind of weird. He's got these weird, wooly shoulder pads, the huge biceps. Yeah, Tartovsky or his name? Tartakovsky. 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 He really makes it ridiculous, and he's just wood. He's got these like really long fingernails. Yeah, fingers. He steeples them all the time. He looks obviously evil in this show, which is funny. But later on, he's he's funny. Also, there, Sidious. The, the the Clone Wars design of Sidious's teeth are so so evil, screwed up. So he must be wearing Halloween. You said you we were joking about this. He must be wearing like Halloween teeth. At first, you said Palpatine is wearing. What'd you say? Invisalign. Invisalign. Yeah, dentures. And then I said, no, no, no. Palpatine's <laughs> Sidious is wearing Halloween teeth. So it's the same. We're gonna get into episode three coming up. I am of the entire belief that Dark Side corrupts you. So uh-huh. Sidious is is Palpatine's true form. He is. Deform, he's messed up, he's evil, but through pure dark side machinations, he's able to put on this this uh, this veneer yeah. of his genial old man. Yeah. I love that. And it's basically pretty clear now from all these other sources that Sidious has got all messed up because he got some light, lightning reflected back in his face. <laughs> he is literally the most powerful being in existence at that point. <laughs> Why is that the case? So stupid. Anyway, who cares? Moving on. Let's, let's tackle the Anakin Obi-Wan story, then we'll jump back to the Coruscant story. Sure. So, um, Anakin and Obi-Wan go to a planet, which is... A very this, tribal planet. It's very tribal. Uh, th- these creatures are called the Nelvon, and they basically mm-hmm. look like subterranean cats, which doesn't yeah. make sense because they're not well, subterranean. Do, I guess... Hmm. No, they all do. Because you, you only see the one man. Yeah, you, you don't see many men, but you do see the women all do look like that. I saw enough. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> basically, they look like cats with huge eyes, and the irises are just black. Uh, the eyes are pure black, so it's as if the pupils are humongous. As if to let in a lot of light. Yeah, it looks like a subterranean creature. It's not. They they just have these huge black eyes. Great design, though. Um, Basically, Anakin and Obi-Wan get there and they're attacked. They end up fighting a giant uh, dragon, basically. A little dragon. Yeah, and Anakin kills it. They get the best of it. Obi-Wan says, hey, stop. Anakin's like, no. Yeah. At this point, Anakin is not as moody. He's more jovial in battle. Yeah. Where Obi-Wan is kind of this stick in the mud, like, I've been here for months kind of thing. That's a, that's a previous scene. That's kind of he's. They've changed a little bit. They've got some good beats. They've got yeah. some good kind of brother. Anakin has kind of resolved his just outward angst and is more mm-hmm. just kind of reckless in some ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But basically, it turns out Anakin by killing this beast. And correct me if I'm getting this wrong anywhere. But Anakin has killed this beast and he has robbed yeah. the tribe of a of a coming of age ritual for their boys. Yeah, and there are not. Turns out there's not many heroes. This was a key indicator on deciding this guy's a hero or not. Correct. Go off and fight the dragon or yeah. something. Prove your manhood. There's this one shot of this little boy. He's like, eh! he like throws down his, yeah. his like sword. You're like, huh? You're right, like, right. Which I, I love the idea of this because I love the idea. Uh, that's just playing into the hero's journey. Of course, we all know Star Wars is drawing from that big time. Um, 
Star Wars is that for a lot of people, just showing them this adventure you can go on. Sure. And we're writing a story that is very consciously about that. Yeah. I loved. It was just very Star Wars. It's probably very. It was. It felt very Star Trekky to me too. Really? Because the characters and heroes do things to us feel okay, but the culture is so different there that they violated norms and they've ruined something. You're right. Otherwise, yeah. would have been good. It is a Star Trek kind of plot line. Yeah. Going down to a planet. And of course, we can't change is, things. Oh wait, we did. There's no prime directive in Star Wars. There's not. There's not. <laughs> don't need one. But yeah, it's a good call. I like that. And that, that's a, that's a that's a Star Trek thing in Star Wars working. Usually, it doesn't work. Yeah. Blue guy from Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good not point. So good. good point. It does work. Um, it's very good. So anyway, it turns out the, the the village elder does magic, and they get this vision of a ghost hand. What is that? And then Obi Wan reveals, Oh, Anakin's got that. He got a hand. <laughs> He's got a metal hand. Yeah. Like, oh. So basically, they choose Anakin to be the champion. But what happens to, as they're doing that? As they're doing that, there are these. Basically, the way they mark their champion is they get these oh these little slugs, slug leeches. Yeah. Yeah. And they basically draw these like ancient Aztec looking designs on Anakin. Yeah. He looks incredible. Yeah. He is. He shirtless. takes his shirt off. Yeah. He's got these like bizarre again. Again, there was bionicle patterns on him. It it's just a pure so geometric cool. shape. Yeah. All it right looks angles. So cool. And uh, basically. There's a sense that there's something deeply wrong with the mother. They call it the mother. I don't know what that means. Something is, I, I didn't quite understand that. Basically, there are no heroes. The heroes are all gone. They all have not been able to defeat this larger foe. Go what what is that. the mother, though? I think it's a spiritual thing. I don't know. The mother's heart is... There's some spiritual okay. thing going on here. Mother Earth. Get it. Mother Earth, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he goes off on his journey, goes into this cave, and this is where the show levels up once again for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, okay, so basically... In the cave, there are cave paintings kind of chronicling the journey of the champion to the Nelvon. Mm-hmm. And it becomes clear that, well, first of all, Anakin starts to hallucinate yeah, because the cave is giving off. There's something in the cave that gives off. Uh, he reacts to something happening. There's something. I can't, I can't remember what it is, but he either. inhales something in the cave yeah. and he starts hallucinating. And then the, the cave paintings start to move. They start to animate. Yeah. So it's telling the story of the champion of the people, but it's also very clearly at some point telling Anakin's story. Yeah. Uh, how the, there's kind of a darkness inside the champion. There's a darkness inside Anakin and it grows and grows and grows and it corrupts him. And it's got this great visual of, it's basically a, a tree, kind of a mangled dead tree mm, that interesting. They kind of big chompers. Big ch- yeah. Big chompers. But the branch of the tree just, it gets bigger and bigger, more complex and it, Anakin gets lost inside the labyrinth of this hmm. shape. Okay. This twisted shape. I, I would mean, tell that differently. So the way... Sorry. That's what happens. Well, it, the way I say it will make more sense to the people. The, fe- the right, people. Right. This is for you people. Mine was clear. Basically, there's a, a little village. There are some monster attack and they see a hero of a spear. Kills all these heroes. Oh. Kill all these, all these beasts. The hero is clearly the hero. He's a good guy. But there's this new threat. This, this very, like you said, more of a tree animalistic, yeah. very different geometrically than all the other drawings, uh-huh. just destroying the village. And he's able to destroy it, but at the last moment, the creature bites off his arm. He's like, oh no. And there's a, there's a, there's a very clearly a girl there that he is with, his lover. And the then his lover. arm is replaced, his arm is replaced by... by this really cool, uh, I don't know how to describe it, just like this really cool energy go gadget kind of thing. It, it looks like gadget. a tree branch. Come it's, on, it's, it's tree branch. Tree branch, but it's able to do different shapes. It's yeah. able, basically, yeah. it shows him as a hero now. He's leveled up. He can destroy mm-hmm. literally anything. Yes. But as he goes on, he starts to lose control of it. And basically, the first thing it does is c- it consumes this woman around him. Like, mm-hmm. it just kills her. Mm-hmm. And then, it g- from his arm, 
he basically gets he's bigger and bigger and like clearly in pain and he's destroying the entire village basically yeah. clearly charting out the path path of anakin it's really awesome right right basically the the thing consumes him is the way to, yeah. the way to put but it but he uses he he has a power that it consumes him and especially the woman the woman the power consumes key. him yeah. and how it ends is this black tree branch shape that we're trying to describe it contorts into a maze this labyrinth and suddenly it's the shape of darth vader it's darth vader's oh, face about that. yeah it's pretty cool which is cool and there's a very similar scene in the clone wars that i like a lot less i think this is way better basically the mortis arc where anakin has the vision of darth vader mm. down in the lava with the sun the smoke outline of it yeah his that whole arc is doing way more than just this scene is doing it's well unfair to compare them but you're right it yeah. is it's definitely less cool relative i like this more sure but you're right it is it's not it's, it not, it's not quite a fair comparison. that's doing way more than this scene is doing i'm sure. just talking about the, the prophetic you will become darth vader part sure that's all i'm talking about i thought this was excellent it was really good uh basically it's revealed that this is actually a, a the, the cave leads deeper and reveals oh yeah the droids are here there's some really messed up watt tambourine things going yeah, on those guys. The watt timbre <laughs> and they don't do that in the show i was disappointed in that yeah, i was really sad yeah too. turn out this is actually one of grievous's layers so he mm-hmm. so palpatine was kind of right it was so grievous is trying to create new cyborg evil uh soldiers and they put these well they're not cyborgs well they have cyborg elements though. come on they're they're modified they mentioned something about a brain implant brain implant yeah. anyway they show one of these heroes being put into a vat of green liquid. He is basically zapped. One of the heroes from the village. His entire body is bloated. He's clearly in a lot of pain, and it opens this door as Anakin reveals himself, trying to stop this thing. Turns out there are tons of these guys. This, this ritual has been performed many times. They have these huge, basically, blasters for hands. Yeah, I don't think you've explained them well. Basically, <laughs> the bad guys sure. are taking the champions from the village. The okay. village has been sending off men and boys on this uh, coming-of-age trial. I don't think this is the coming of a trial. I think that that would be killing the monster. This is like this is actually an existential, existential threat to the village. They've been sending him off though. Yeah, and they haven't been coming back. Yeah, that's not a coming of a trial though. At that point, they they're, they're, they're full grown adults. There, they're, they've already come of age. They've already proved right, their worth. Right, other you're ways. right. They're using okay. the heroes. I combine the two. Yeah, you're right. But basically, the bad guys have been taking these the men from the village, yeah. putting them in these these vats. Yeah, they they are, they are submersed yeah. in green liquid. It's a science experiment. It's just mad scientists gone wild. And they are basically turning the men into these big hulking monsters. They're trying to weaponize the yeah. men. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're bloated. They're, they look disgusting, honestly. I, I remember the first time I saw it, I thought this is a bit much for a kid's show. Yeah. They're, this is probably one of the scarier parts of the show. It's scary. It's weird. But, the, but and you said, you know, they, they've strapped a gun arm on them. Again, yeah. it's the motif of this kind of, it's unholy union between flesh flesh and, and man and it's it's not it's a part of you that you don't want it you don't want <laughs> and of course anakin's got a fake arm as well it's all key but something really cool happens anakin does not want to fight this guy he says you are not yourself which i love that's such a star warsy thing the dark side corrupts you it actually takes away your the true self you're not yourself sure he's able to i can't remember exactly how he's dodging their attacks and all this stuff but there's one of the men from the village who has not completely gone through the process yeah, yet. Which is what prompted Anakin coming in the first place, right, seeing this guy. Right. Anakin is able to sit to to save this man and walk him back from the brink and restore his true self. And they fight together. They and they all he teams up with all of them. And by uh, disconnected disconnecting their cords, I think, from their mind. Yeah. That's that, right. That, uh, releases them and they all turn on their masters. Really cool scene. Yeah. But then turns out this whole operation is fueled by one crystal. In the middle of this, of this facility. 
This part's awesome. And Anakin has to <laughs> climb up to the top. Which has to be a kyber crystal. We've seen it in volume one. It looks the same. He reaches over his, his techno arm and has to grab it and rip it out. And it's, and it's painful. Clearly the even most though, painful thing you can pop. Even though experience. it's the, the cybernetic arm, it's extremely painful. He's literally grabbing like a car battery in, in like a, a moving car. It's crazy. It's what no, it looks like. He's, <laughs> he is sticking his hand inside uh, a naturally occurring lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> and the process destroys, destroys the facility, destroys his arm. Mm-hmm. And this really cool thing happens where these these last few guys are fleeing, and Anakin kind of goes some dark side on him. He chokes one of them. Oh yeah, breaks their necks. He's and pretty evil. It's interesting. This is something is not quite canon here, but I like the imagery of it. He is using his broken husk of a cybernetic yeah. stump to still force, use the force choke. Yeah, it's cool. Which you, you shouldn't be able to do that. However, it was cool. Is the hand the blade of the force? Well, it's just uh, literally the force is an energy field created by life. Sure. The midichlorians live inside an organic thing. Your fingertips. The, your whole body. We have to need fingertips in order to use force. Yeah, maybe he was using his bicep. I don't know. Who he, knows? He, he could have been using his bicep. Yeah. He's flexing the whole time. Anyway, it's a cool image, though. Yeah. Clearly dark side. And there's this moment where the village people are watching him. And there's this beat where, like, they're kind of horrified by him. It was as how I read it. And yeah. then, but then they look at him and they see he's got the stump. And look at their arms. They all have these, they all have these like, weird mech arms. Yeah. They all rip off their arms and yeah. unity, basically. It's awesome. Really good, really good. Anakin leads them all back to their village. Really sweet scene here. Yeah, and um, basically, their, their wives are like, oh my gosh, they are in the distance. They come up and their wives are like, oh my gosh, these are horrible they're, monsters. They're repulsed. They're yeah. evil. But this little child takes the first step and sees daddy, mm-hmm. grabs him, and then they, the women start crying and they run out to their, form, their lovers. Really good, really sweet. And they craft little bamboo tribal shields for their hands that are yeah. gone now. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Because people, have, they are now whole again. It's extremely Star Warsy. just that it's getting at the, uh, the good and evil within the, your spirit. It doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah. You can be a hulking monstrosity. Uh, there's there's good there's good in it. So him. this was construed as the trial for, for Anakin's spirit. Obi-Wan yeah. later asks him how it went. Mm-hmm. And he is very vague about it and gives very few details, which, because I think if Anakin gave the full accounting of what happened here, Obi-Wan would be like, oh, <laughs> oh, you saw a mask? Oh, you saw you destroying a loved one and destroying the galaxy? Oh, huh. Maybe we should uh, hold you back a little bit. Yeah. Remedial right. Jedi training. What does he say, though? He, basically, what was it? I want to hear more. He tells him one line about, like, it was this dark cave, but then he says they were so evil. Like, he, he has he has his way of, it feels natural the way he suddenly changes the topic. But he does not recount what we want in there in the full story. What happens? Mm. Yeah. Why does this count as Anakin's trial of the spirit? Wait, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. One says that before he goes off. Like you have not, you've not been tested. This will be, you'll be forced to look at yourself. That's so interesting that yeah. he was that they knighted him without that. Yeah. Hmm. I guess they knew this was coming. They saw it in the script. Oh, it's coming up. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, it's it's a great scene though. It's big character stuff for Eric for Anakin. Yeah, really good stuff, especially. Again, trying to try to picture my mindset of watching this before episode three. That'd be awesome. Um, oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. so in the real Coruscant, the real battle is happening. This is awesome. The assault of Coruscant, uh, the city is being destroyed. It's clearly people are in havoc. Before that, there's Thousands I just I have to say this one. There's one scene that sets up the battle in Coruscant. It starts in space. You see Sase Ten lead Satis. Satis. I have no idea. It's actually Sase. Sase Ten. I don't like that as much as I always say. Yeah. Sase 10 Sase. leads a battalion of clone troopers to fight in space. Oh, that's right. Sase 10 puts on a space helmet. Well, you forget what happens. So basically, their ship is going down. 
And he says, we will have to acquire a different ship. And he <laughs> That's right. jumps out with these helmets <laughs> and captures another ship. It's just awesome. It's great. It's so cool. Again, it's something that would probably not work in live action, but you get to see a Jedi put on a space suit and fly into space and commandeer another ship yeah. or board another ship. I also wonder, uh, is that confusing for the for the battle? Like the Republic shooter Republic is like, hey, that ship over there, destroy it. Kills <laughs> and they're on it yeah, immediately. Right. Uh, Tin's horn is broken in volume one. It's not broken in volume two. He had a prosthetic cosmetic surgery. Yeah, okay. All right. Sure. I just had to mention that. It's one, of the, coolest, it's one of the coolest parts in the series. Sweet. Anyway, we see Mace Windu and Yoda holding back this legion of troops. We see there's some really cool stuff. Mace Windu is basically, he is flying like, like a, he's riding like a horse almost, like this starfighter taking out all these other starfighters in the sky. He's just riding it, controlling with these cords. He's, he's, oh, he's getting these reins. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It's kind of an Avengers moment. Yoda and Windu meet up. They're like, huh, weird. They're not winning. We're doing okay. This can't be all... Oh, crap. They're coming for Palpatine. And then they... It comes hmm. to Palpatine's chamber. Mm-hmm. He's just sipping coffee. <laughs> it's, it's some rumbling. It's, it's kind of like a Jurassic Park thing. His, his yeah. tea is rippling. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing to be concerned about. Gino Grievous, what's happening? What? And then Grievous, of course, comes in. And this is epic chase of them trying to get Palpatine away from Grievous the whole time. You got to talk about the Ithorian's the Ithorian. force blast. So the Ithorian... Is, is able is the hammerhead hammerhead alien he is able to scream force scream <laughs> and basically. he's been quiet the entire time quiet the entire time you just you just notice there's he, kind of a weird slit on the side of his neck and all the way down his neck with little holes I think isn't it but you don't see it yeah, at first true. you see a little slit he at first. puffs up and just is able to just go yeah. and just for, I think to destroy a bunch of droids and then it's able to destroy it's able to hold Grievous back Grievous has to clamp in with his claw feet yeah in order to just survive he clamps him with claw feet, and then he kind of makes oh, his, his torso this is the small. weirdest scene. Yeah, and it's cool because music like dun, 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 yeah, because <laughs> he's like he's like he's able yeah he's able to take one step at a time. And he's like a little little insect. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's very cool. And basically, just there's so much cool stuff ha- happening here. But he makes quick work of a lot of these Jedi. He is able. He basically kills all of them except for uh, Shakti, yeah. who is tortured at the end. They kidnapped. They kidnap Palpatine. At the last moment, Mace Windu catches up with all this, crushes his chest, which is what gives yes. Grievous the cough. I was always really impressed with that as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was able to just be like, well, you know how Grievous guys cough. <laughs> Mace Windu gave that to him. to him. Yes, on the assault um, of a uh, Coruscant. I do not find it impressive today. It's I, not. It's not. It's, it's coming on now. It is a well. All what it really is is it is first of all, both volumes of Clone Wars. This entire series. It does a good job of bridging the gap between two and three, the films. And it, they set a lot of things up. Uh, some important, some not so important. C-3PO being gold, honestly, we did not need a scene to that. It's cool, though. However, I enjoyed it. Yeah. However, as we mentioned earlier, there's a discrepancy between how Grievous is portrayed here and in the film. And to me, it's cool to see Mace Windu crush Grievous's lungs. However, that read to me as a last-minute effort. We gotta fix this. We gotta, we have to, yeah. So it was a continuity error. That's all it was. Hey, uh, Tortovsky, whatever your name is, super Russian guy. <laughs> yeah. Made him too cool. You find a way to maybe w- make him a little wimpy here. Right, right. Because uh, your lungs get crushed and that results in a cough. <laughs> like, excuse me. What? <laughs> Mason Windu should have uh, hit him with the cold. With, so with that's, a- <laughs> that's the one thing that's always unclear about Grievous, right? So here's some cool lore, and again, we'll get into this when we're episode three. Mm-hmm. This is some deep legend stuff. I don't know if it's canon. Mm-hmm. So almost certainly isn't. Somehow, somehow, Sifo Dyas dies. 
Yeah, Cephodius and Dooku are good friends growing up. Mm. I'm pretty sure Dooku is the one who kills Cephodius as a, as a test oh. of his allegiance to Sidious. This whole time, he's got Cephodius' body laying around. Grievous' backstory is really cool. I want to save that for the next episode. Okay. He During the, re- the construction of Grievous, he basically infuses Grievous with Cephodius' blood with the hope of giving him force powers. Uh, clearly, it did not work. It should not work. But they tried it. It's some Sith alchemy kind of stuff. So you're, the whole I don't time, hate that. That's kind of cool. It's pretty cool. Um, anyway, how is Grievous able to survive force attacks like that? Especially if a Jedi from a distance can just crush him internally. Why, mm-hmm. why isn't Kai Mooney just like, oh, by the way, your neck snap? Because Mace Windu's uh, better. Mace Windu is a little aggressive. He, he, he does things that you probably shouldn't do as a mm-hmm. Jedi. He's always riding that line. We talked about that last time. Interesting. Okay. It's a, or maybe I did. Who knows? Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's cool stuff. Doesn't quite work. And basically, it ends with him getting, with Anakin Obi Wan getting a transmission saying, Palpatine's been kidnapped, come back. Right. As a kid, this was way cooler to me. So basically, how it ends with is Anakin saying, we need to go, jump in the ships. And it ends with this huge tracking shot pulling up from the Battle of Coruscant, just showing all these ships. But as a kid, in my mind, what I remembered from that was it was literally the, jip, the ship jumping in the hyperspace about, and they were literally about to go rescue Palpatine. So like literally, you could watch that and immediately watch episode three. When I watched it again now, it had this weird pullback shot, which I just didn't like it. I thought it was more linked to episode three. It's very, this is a very minute comment. I had is a this, weird... It, the final shot is not final the battle shot of Coruscant? Final shot is them saying, let's go. You know, suit up. And then it's a shot of, of the Battle of Coruscant just pulling back and showing yeah. the scale of it. It's literally the opening shot of three, though. Yeah, less cool, though. And it doesn't... Okay. D- it, just didn't, it was not as cool as I remember it being. I thought... I remember there being this epic moment where they literally blast in hyperspace and it picks up with them arriving at the Battle of Coruscant. Gotcha. Yeah. It was... Anyway, it was just, I don't sure. know how I got that wrong in my mind. Yeah. It's all right. Um, for my money, the 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 linkage to three is. It was probably really cool at the time, to say to just know, uh, it's going to pick up exactly where this left off. I I did not see volume two at the time. I watched volume one to completion, but for whatever oh, reason, shoot. I did not watch volume two. Um, Rounded. I don't know. Your I don't TV know. privileges I, I don't, were revoked. I don't know why I didn't watch it, but anyway, watching it today, I do find. We're like 15. You're so old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was. I guess I wasn't watching Cartoon Network yeah, at that point. <laughs> but, um, but I was watching Star Wars. Yeah, still cool. S- still watching Star Wars. <laughs> but gosh. basically, it's just a little too neat. Uh, this is how I feel at the end of Rogue One as well. I, yeah. I, I like imagining how what happens got there. before. Yeah. Because at the beginning, do you feel that way about Anakin Obi Wan jumping off, or do you feel that way about Palpatine being kidnapped? Here, definitely Anakin Obi Wan. Something about watching Episode Three now, and of course I can ignore it; it's not canon. I can do whatever I want Mm -hmm. my own head canon. Sure, but if I'm imagining that Anakin Obi Wan at the beginning of Episode Three were just on that planet with the weird, the Nelvon warriors, you see under Anakin's robe is a little blue sticking out. Something less interesting about that. That's true. Um. I like in episode three seeing Anakin and Obi Wan and seeing how different they look and thinking about gosh what what have they what, been what have they gone through? what have they been through yeah well we just saw it well they, now I don't have to wonder see it's, it's all, nothing is as good as your imagination basically is the lesson it's why the Clone Wars it does, never tries to do that mm. it always sets up things sets up or six sets up a lot of these character changes but there's not a queen jump to episode three at all. 
mean, the show also is cut mid-production episode of season seven, I think, which is what's coming out right, soon. Right, right, right. So it might do that. I would be just disappointed if they did that. I don't think they have that problem. So you, since you know more about the Clone Wars, um, we talked about this a little bit. Clone Wars is no longer canon. However, it was. There was a time where both Clone Wars and the Clone Wars were canon. Is that correct? I think so. Okay. It, they, they, they almost have, they kind of can be, but the characters are so, so different. I mean, if Asajj died there, but she's in a ton of episodes, how does that work? It just, there's a lot oh, of links. Actually, that's a huge discrepancy. Huge discrepancy. Yeah. Huge. Okay. So I, I, I don't think Filoni would care that much. And I guess Lucas probably gave him the go ahead on that because Lucas was definitely way more involved in the Clone Wars than this. Yeah. So it's hard to know. I guess at one point they, they, <laughs> Did they fit. even watch Clone Wars. It is weird, though, because I, so I, I have restarted rewatching The Clone Wars. However, every time I do that, I always skip the movie, which is basically just the first three episodes. Uh-huh. They're just boring. I forget how they introduce Asajj and how they introduce Grievous, because I'm pretty sure they just assume that they're already a thing. I think that's right. Because yeah. at this point, you got to remember the differences, because this, this came out in 2008. People already know who Grievous is. They don't really care. They don't even know their, his origin. Mm-hmm. Or in this, they were introducing Grievous for the first time. So different projects, but yeah, there is room for them both to exist because they don't deal with the origins. But yeah, if Asajj dies, how does that work? So I don't know. You've got to do some creative headcanon interpretation to make yeah. it work. Well, I mean, Clone Wars is, as a show is out of order, which is confusing. The Clone Wars? Yeah. It's, yeah, the Clone I've Wars. heard that. Yeah. It, uh, don't worry about it, though. It, you will not gain more enjoyment by trying to watch it in chronological order. I, I, I didn't think so. Literally, it's just a serial show. They'd be like, hey, it would have been cool if we had done this. We didn't do it. Let's do it now. Okay. It's cool. Who cares? All right. Uh, so we've covered the show. Yeah. We've, we've hit on all the big plot points, all the big story beats. Basically, the show is showing the big story of the show is kind of filling in the blanks of Anakin becoming more battle hardened, yeah. a little more twisted inside. There's a maturation there too, though. So it's as well. So it's, it's both. interesting. Yeah, it's, it's cool. both. That's really what it's contributing uh, to his story. Just the, seeing the Clone Wars in general, you know. Yeah. Right. One thing I want to just bounce off of you is okay. So George Lucas being so involved here, writing this, doing that as he's developing two and three. Is there any part of you that, as cool as the show is, that almost gives Lucas an out for not showing some of these film, some of these things in a film? Yeah, like two and three are great films, but let's be honest. Oh, are they? I would have loved to have seen some of these battles, some of these moments. Oh yeah, in these films, and that would have yeah. had to make them show more of Anakin's training. Let's be honest. Do we do we ever see Anakin being trained? Uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> No. I want to see a Jedi being trained. We still have we so we saw that in Dagobah. It's very different. We saw parts of it, I guess, in Episode Eight. We still have not gotten the full on. You're in the temple. Here are your trials. Here's your training. That's awesome. You know, <sighs> and so George Lucas basically has this basically leftover to go box of all these cool <laughs> ideas. Didn't fit in my movies. Here you go, as talented Russian designer. Have fun. I but, love that, but at the same time, is that limiting to what the films could have been? I don't know. Uh, I thought about this quite a bit, actually. Oh, because oh have you? <laughs> lately, uh, I've been talking about the Star Wars journey. We're uh, all on the Star Wars journey. We are. There was a time when I felt as you did. But honestly... No, I, I, met, I don't even feel that way. I just That's, that's a concern I have, I got just you. thinking about it. I got you. But today, I watched the episodes, and I think... There's so much storytelling going on. I actually respect that he said, "Look, I've got to focus on the story at hand. Yeah. I've got to focus." That's true. Like, how could you have done? How can you fit all these things? Right. I don't know. And that is what makes a Star Wars film so rich. Is you can imagine so much more in this world, in this universe. And honestly, the original trilogy, that's cool. 
oh to this element like the the rich stories you're imagining these other things happening that's cool i disagree you you don't know the original trilogy as well like comics you mean like what are you talking about well maybe i misunderstood you what do you mean basically big wills create this story rich world it's fun to imagine the gaps it's fun to see these other adventures these other characters absolutely does that definitely does it i think prequel trilogy is probably richer Maybe so. Yeah, that's Maybe what I'm so. trying to say. Okay, I got you. That's where the prequels are ultimately pretty valuable. We will com- We will compare them. We, we will. will compare them one-to-one. Uh, one. Head-to-head. So what do you think Star Wars Clone Wars, the 2D animated show from 03 to 05, it's what is that contributing thing. This thing to, on YouTube. Yeah, it's kind of a forgotten thing. on YouTube. I couldn't find it anywhere else. Yeah, it's not that's canon anymore. anymore. Uh, it, it's probably not on Blu-ray. It's probably just DVD, honestly. You, the dear listener, may have never heard of this property. It's not on Disney Plus either. The Clone Wars is on Disney Plus. I understand. I mean, they just, if they're trying to make the canon less confusing, I got you. you know. But it is kind of a forgotten thing. Yeah. Lots of time. We like it, but what is it contributing to Star Wars ultimately? You, oh, you don't have anything. <laughs> the Clone Wars. The Clone. Okay. It's also showing, showing these Jedi. It's showing here's this golden age of Jedi that you have always thought about. You haven't really gotten the, in these films. You get in the arena battle a little bit, but here's the golden age of Jedi. Here are all these cool characters. Here are these worlds of stories to imagine. But here's this core spiritual battle happening with Anakin that is fleshed out in a lot of cool metaphorical ways. Yeah. And seeing all these cool characters yeah. who don't get a lot of screen time in the films, Dooku, Grievous, fleshing them out and adding new characters like Asajj and Dirge. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's it's cool to see someone paint so broadly with Star Wars in this. This is cool. Sure. You know, he's there's nothing else happening here. You can do whatever the crap he wants. And, and you, you know get what? That sense. I think this show proves that if you're careful... You can have an artist auteur take on Star Wars. Yeah. This is That's an, a good point. Like we said earlier, this is an action series. Yeah. It's a new genre. It's a new form. Influence from, uh, like we were saying, spaghetti westerns and anime. Just kind of weird influences. It works. It absolutely works. And I would honestly say this is essential viewing for any Star Wars fan. Really. It totally is. It totally is. Especially, especially if you don't like the prequels. I think this is, this is a nice yeah. backdoor to being like, yeah. oh, these films have something better. Sure, I sure. Remember. Uh, but the the big contribution to me is Star Wars can be, you can, like we said before, the prequels show that Star Wars can be a million different things. It doesn't have to be confined to the original trilogy, but this shows it can play with genre. It can play with artistic intent. It can play with style and all that stuff. This is why it's so frustrating. Disney starts these movies again, makes intentional efforts to say, hey, we're going to do these other movies, these standalone films. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Instead of, instead of getting stuff like this... You mean the spinoffs? Kind of, the spinoffs, these yeah. rich anthology films. We get these kind of house-style movies. Very All safe. shaky, camera, you know, a lot of CGI, a lot of just kind of bland lighting. Mm. Not Again, Rogue One gets closer to being kind of a war film. I guess Solo is kind of a heist film. These are not hard-line genres but like they this. But they never... They don't get that close. They, they don't never get commit. They're, 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 they're definitely not. To, to, call it, to call it Ron Howard and Gareth Edwards auteurs, I would never do that. Well, no, no, but you know. um, they never commit. It's a yeah. great idea. You can just tell Disney's like a little scared of that idea. A little scared of it, yeah. The, the pitch of let's do a war film. Let's do a heist film. Great idea. And Mandalorian, let's do a Western. But unlike, Mandalorian's definitely the closest we've gotten. Definitely closest, yeah. They're figuring it out, I think. Yeah, right, right, right. But those shows, I mean, those movies, Rogue One and Solo, you can't, you can't, they didn't fully commit to just doing a war film. They, they did not. They still have a space lot of weird battle. stuff. They still have a lightsaber at the end. They have stuff you've seen before. And Scarif is cool. But let's be honest, I mean, Geno's in battle, basically the same thing. 
Sure. We've seen people in trenches, people shooting. Who cares? I like the force field. It was cool. Yeah, it's cool. So Clone Wars is, it's, honestly, it's great. It's a good and, template for how, it's, you're right, it's a good proving ground for Star Wars can be more, if you mm-hmm. try. You know, I might, I, this, this, the Clone Wars era spawns off so many more cool ideas like this, like, okay, let's do a, a horror show, a horror movie about, I don't know, Mace Windu having to clear out the catacombs of Genosis with his arc team. That'd be sweet. Just like, yeah. The Clone Wars has this rich backdrop, but Disney seems to be unwilling to acknowledge that because they're like, oh, people's bad. People didn't like people. Yeah, Disney doesn't get that. They're so afraid. I'm just... They want to make something that appeals to everyone. Yeah. Which... Oh, yeah, episode four did that. Huh? Episode yeah, four exactly. appealed to everybody, That's so they we think, will... They think the original trilogy literally appeals to everyone. What they don't understand is the prequels have things that do appeal to everyone. They just have things that people don't like, too. Uh, yeah. It basically just comes down to... When it comes to art and creativity, you literally cannot please everyone. You have to commit to a thing and just hope for the best. Yeah. And, and they are capable do of doing that. And they are, yeah, they're completely incapable. And um, hopefully they'll get better, but it's hard to imagine they will. Sure. Uh, just, I think a Saving Private Ryan style film with clone troopers yeah. will be awesome. And not Rebels and Troopers, at this point, Rebels and Troopers, they just can't do that. We've, we've seen it close enough. I was, would not do that. Clone Wars and Battle Droids, that's different. That's new. Live action again, real clone suits down the trench, shaky camera, but again this time, like a uh, Saving Private Ryan, that would be insane. No Jedi, it's just grunts. It's the grunts of the operation. I can see like like a, like a hologram. Or like there's like where's like one cool scene for Jedi, but then yeah, completely grunts after that. Mm-hmm. Well, the Jedi are generals, so they gotta show up at some point. Yeah, but yeah, it would be it would be great. It would honestly be great. Like if we made a list right now of cool standalone movies we want to see, I'm gonna be honest. Almost all the ideas would be in this this time period or prequel, really, or bef- basically not original trilogy time or in between three and four. <laughs> I can think yeah. of a lot probably, but yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up. Clone Wars is awesome. We will be talking about episode three next time. Yeah. May the force be with you. Always. Like fire across the galaxy, the Clone Wars spread. With the wicked Count Dooku, more and more planets slip. Against this threat, Upon the Jedi Knights falls the duty to lead the newly formed army of the Republic. And as the heat of war grows, so too grows the prowess of one most gifted student of the Force. <laughs>